special anniversary menu. Grab your amigos and enjoy Blast from the Past menu favorites. And coming up on Saturday, March 11th, join Chico's for their 40th anniversary fiesta with music by Purple School Bus and DJ Dog from 1 to 6 in the Chico's parking lot. Brought to you by Minji's Bottling Group, Bud Light, and U.S. Foods. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. Tune in to Pirate Radio every Monday for the Delcor Players Lounge. Jacob Jenkins Coward. When you're at the play, does your mustache put fear into pitchers? It has to. <laughs> yeah. Every Monday on Pirate Radio Live, we'll recap the baseball weekend and preview the week ahead. Pirate first baseman Josh Moyland. When we get to two strikes, we're just going to go in and fight. And if it's close to the zone, we spoil it. And if it's a pitch we can do damage with, we're going to do damage with it. The Delcor Players Lounge. Every Monday at 3 p.m. on Pirate Radio Live. This is Pirate Radio, WGHB Farmville, 1250 at 92.7 FM Greenville, WDLX Washington, 930 at 104.1 FM Washington. Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. It was in the men's section. Girl shirt button on the other side. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Figured it out. Wes is wearing a girl shirt. Yes. It's a me, a man's a Garcia. (laughs) Cocahones. How about those friggin' pirates? There's local politics, bud. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me say, well. You are terrible. And stop playing that song. Cliff. Hey, man. Good to see you, brother. Did not flub at all. Send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on this Friday. Clip Brock here with you, counting down the final minutes of ECU season, it appears, as they trail the Houston Cougars 53-42 in round two, the quarterfinal of the AAC tournament. We will recap that one on today's show if you're watching youtube and facebook live we've been on since one o'clock uh with a watch along presented by tiebreakers and had a lot of fun with that pirates hung around we'll talk about it in a moment here on pirate radio 92.7 fm in greenville 104.1 in washington we're on 12 59 30 online pr927 fm.com and we've had a lot of fun with you guys so far today on facebook and youtube if you haven't already give us a like and a subscribe we'd appreciate that and uh we'll continue on with you folks on youtube and facebook all right uh coming up on today's show brian north will join us coming up in about 20 minutes we'll talk about the madness and everything else going on in the world of sports tony dunn hour two uh we'll talk uh, about what's been going on with the nfl look back at the combine some big news lamar jackson all of that stuff uh in hour number two we'll also play name that sound as Shirley Rhodes has a game cooked up for us today, we'll do that. Also, uh, Morgan Ayler's going to join us on the program. We'll uh, check in with Mark Greenhelge and recap an amazing Thursday night. We were right here at this very table watching the ECU women cut down the nets in Fort Worth. They are going to the NCAA tournament. They've got a lot of a lot of things planned for this weekend that we'll make you aware of uh, in celebrating that women's team. All right, Stephen Igo and Chandler Honeycutt here at the table. Shirley Rhodes producing. And, uh, guys, we have seen Houston basketball. They smother you defensively. They hit big shots. Igo, you point out a lot of shots they hit are 
between three and seven seconds on the shot clock yep. that are just backbreakers. Uh, they are an awesome team. ECU has done. I mean, Pirates have made too many mistakes today. They've played their tails off, but they're going to come up short here. Yeah, they've just kind of similar to the to the game in Minji's valiant effort, hung around, but just too many mistakes in key areas. And and we talked about it throughout the live stream, but just. Mm. An amazing rebounding effort, but the other aspect of it is you, you you gotta you have to play the perfect game. ECU has done a great job on the glass, but as far as three point shooting and turnovers, turnovers, uh, they have not done a good job, and I can't believe they called that a foul. We are on the radio now, so we can't curse. Yes, but this guy. Thanks. Tony is trying to be as bad as Garrick. I mean, Sasser was just standing on the three-point line. Remember earlier, Brandon Johnson took that shot, and you're like, why is he taking that yep. shot? Because he was trying to go the officials into calling a foul. Well, he didn't get the call. Houston Sasser does. does. And, you know, part of that is inevitable when you're playing the number one team, but it's just amazing that the American officials constantly help out the the top teams in the league and it, in every sport well the refs over there having a chat with right. kelvin sampson about um easter plans two free throws from the cougars makes it 55 to 42 all right just don't lose this cover pirates chandler honeycutt how you doing bud doing good tired uh after three watch alongs in the past 27 28 hours as quentin de off the glass still it's been a similar game you know they just like they've kind of hung around the second half but never go. never could really make a run you've got to be kidding you've <laughs> got to be kidding never could really make a run so really pirates get a steal and brandon johnson throws I it mean, out of bounds this is just i mean i kind of feel for again. brandon he has had a rough couple of days in fort worth he has that been just... really good this year this season he hasn't been the same guy or he's just getting nailed in the face against yeah. Tulane. Which you can understand. 16 today, so they've doubled up the amount of turnovers they had mm. today mm. versus mm. the That's first game. Laughable. So they fixed the rebounding. They've had several chances to get it back to single digits here. Just couldn't yep. do it. Yep. I remember at like 10 and a half minutes left to go, we had a chance. Mike Schwartz has coached this tail off, and I just mean that from a physical perspective. He has been down in defensive stance pretty much the entire game. And season. Wearing the uh, 90s era logo on the shirt. So, if you're ECU, do you? We kind of had this conversation earlier, but do you want to play in the CBI, or do you just want to go ahead and move to the offseason and start building your team for next year? Um, I, I think I'm pretty conflicted. I think RJ's it. about dead. I, I don't want him playing much more basketball. Yeah, I feel like these guys have. Well, Brandon's been out there. Yeah, Ezra. The pieces have, the pieces you want to progress have shown progression. I think you kind of know what right. your core is. Like I don't know what real value other than maybe some wins and extra success to build momentum. What if you like, and you wouldn't do this, right. but like put RJ on the shelf and play the CBI and the team. you play Ellingsworth. You like play some other guys or something. Maybe uh, LeCount get some action. Right. I don't know. Don't, what are you doing, Good Lord, Guys, we, we want this cover now. We don't need to foul. 
Brandon Johnson might try to fight somebody. Yeah, I think he's frustrated with his play and with the loss. He's been talking with a Houston guy. But uh, the other factor is too, you're going to lose money if you. Yeah. If you you know you have to pay a fee basically to host or play in the CBI. Well, like you said, I mean Ezra, you've seen enough on him this year. You like who else does Schwartz want to see? Like, right. does he need another game? I feel yeah. like. He's like, all right, unless like Luigi and Dave K want to play one more right. or something. I just, I almost think you're just kind of better off just rolling it forward into the offseason. There's some ugly free throws, man. Jeez. They went in, but. Craig said, who sticks around and who enters the portal? Everybody stays. I mean, Craig. We'll, we'll tell you in about two months. Yeah. Less than that, but. I mean, the question is who is going to get. Is it legally or illegally recruited off of ECU's team? Illegally. There are, in tennis, fellas, there are unforced errors. We've had a lot of unforced errors today. Um, It's the wet ball, man. Did you say illegally recruited? Yes. All right. So that would be RJ. Ezra. Ezra. Maybe some Brandon. RJ and Ezra for sure. Jaden, you feel good he'll be back? Yeah, I mean, how about Dabunje and Baela? I go. I don't know what Baela's deal is. I think he's um. Throw it down. Hmm. You got to remember too, Ezra. Another he's rebound. Another board. He's got to get twenty. Has he got twenty yet? Ezra has eighteen and nineteen. Good <laughs> gracious! Damn, dude. Damn. If oh, we're if he can make these free throws and get one more, he could go twenty twenty. You're right. Put this man on ABC. 2020 vision. And he just he's fixing his eye as we say that. Um, he takes forever to get to the free throw yeah. line, man. Every time. He just wanders around, goes against a snack from the concession stand. So the Pirates trail by 15. Going to lose, but... They, uh... A little bit of a reversal from the game in Minji's. A brutal first half. Good second half where they went toe-to-toe. This time, toe-to-toe in the first half. Mm-hmm. And not a very good second half. You talked about it at halftime. We were kind of concerned about Houston coming out. Yeah. Not to steal your line, but putting the clamps down. That's just a tired man shooting free throws. And Ezra probably not going to get 20-20 and 20 now. But... He misses both free throws. It, it, it's just a case where it's just the odds are just so great. Honestly, if ECU would have played anybody else in the league today, I feel, I feel yeah. like they could have won. I mean, they yeah. played good enough. Get rebound number 20. And oh. They played so much in, with intensity. and Credit to Schwartz. Yesterday, I go, and the changes had been made with Walker previously, but – uh, Luigi, a lot more of him to try to stop their big man. Yep. Like the coaching changes worked yesterday. Whatever they did to fix the rebound issue from the first meeting with these teams, that worked today. Like, uh, yeah. I X's mean, and O's, Schwartz did his thing. They, uh, as I look at it now with 14 seconds left, yeah, 42 to 40 on the rebounding battle. So Houston did even it up in the second half, but still. Oh, they, now they got... <laughs> Derek! Oh, they called it Brandon Johnson play a foul. I'm glad. I, uh. um, but 
ECU has a, a has a ball coach, and I think we've seen that develop. This team has gotten better throughout the year. You kind of see the the strides that the group has made when they rematch a team. The adjustments they've made. Look, ECU is so outmanned. They can't even make free throws right now because they're dead. But they are so outmanned in a game like this. Houston's got NBA prospects across the board, and ECU just battled all night, just was too much to overcome. John Moody with a good question. He says, Quentin has the last basket. <clears throat> last points right now. Did we go basket or points? I think we said last basket. We're definitely doing points. I mean, I, I got to give it to somebody. Yeah. Wait, but nobody said him. So do we go to the guy? So the, Wait, Brandon got Brandon, it. Brandon, Brandon would be the last yeah. one. Don't foul. Pirates, RJ fouls. Wow, what's the point? <clears throat> Should get the cover either way. So back-to-back yep. covers against Houston. That, to me, is the most important thing. It is to some. Um, I don't know. I go, what do you think long-term about Houston? How far are you taking them in your bracket this year? I'm taking them to win it. Are you? Because uh, you're AAC Homer Pride, or yeah, because you I, believe it? I just believe in, you know, their offense does worry me a little bit, but I just yeah. think they're they've got the right combination of experience. I feel like Samson is due. Um, yeah, it just feels like it's their year. All right, Dabunje for three airball. He had a late three against Houston and Minji's. Not going to do the same this time. And the Houston Cougars have defeated the East Carolina Pirates 60-46. to 46. And the EC basketball season, the first year of the Mike Schwartz era, is over. All right, I will give you $1 million if you tell me Mike Schwartz's first line in the press conference today. Great respect to... <laughs> Finish the sentence. To, to Kelvin Sampson and his program. <laughs> okay, all right. We'll see if Does that's what it says. Does it have to be those exact words? <laughs> yes. All right. Oh, by the way, I'll have to owe you that million. All right, that's fine. Okay. Just whenever you get it. You know I'm good for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Pirates fall today. Monster numbers from the Ezman. The Ezman. Take it easy. Uh, Alex, so I said on uh, Twitter, ECU 2-0 and against the number one team in the country this season. Against the spread. Alex said, also I had fun both times. Some would say that's the real victory. I had fun in Minji's despite the outcome. And also, uh, we had fun today, especially that first half. Yes, man. that first half was a lot of fun. The Pirates ch- only trailed by two to the Cougars. The chicken break. head was on. The future is bright. Atticus said, I said Brandon Johnson rolled the tape. So uh, let's see who wins our last giveaway of our tiebreakers watch along. It was Atticus who doesn't live here. Are you going to come pick up your prize, Atticus, or are we going to give it to somebody else? Do you have someone that can get it? You are the winner, but are you going to be here to claim your prize? All right, uh, I go. We're going to take a break in about five minutes. You going to hang out? Uh, I got to go do the press conference. Okay, I'm gonna hang out. Well, just go whenever you need to. But we're taking a break in five minutes. Can okay. you stay five minutes? Yeah, yeah that should be fine. Right. I'll hop on the Zoom and make sure. Well, before you go, um, how about the women last night? We uh, we were here. It was unreal. Uh, it was a terrible game to start, uh, but ECU does what they do. They are great uh, as a comeback team, second-half team, 
and Kim McNeil's Pirates get it done, cut down the nets. First trip to the tournament since 2007. Yeah, just an awesome night for the ladies, and you just got to be happy uh, for them. All the work they put in, four years, and there were struggles and ups and downs, but they, they won doing what they do. I mean, defense, toughness, that's kind of what they built their program on, and to find a way to pull it out, doing that kind of speaks to hey when you're trying to instill a culture a style of play it takes time it doesn't happen overnight but you can do it even with some adversity so uh it was it was an awesome awesome moment for the athletic department and for the program uh i go the women are in how about the men matt says do we know how today's game affected uh, ecu as far as the ncaa tournament I would say right now, I'd put them on the wrong side of the bubble. All right, so you've got them yeah. out uh, as of this yep, moment. I have them out. Might have moved up a couple spots today, though. Like in our yeah, the net RPI, ranking should net jump ranking. from like 208 to 206. All that stuff. All right, so by the way, if you want to celebrate with the ECU women's basketball team, got some events coming up. We've got tonight at 7.30. The team is expected to arrive at the Walter and Marie Williams Athletic Hall of Fame in Minji's and doors open at 7.15. All the lots around Minji's will be open for fans to park. You can welcome home the AAC Women's Champions. Kim McNeil and Sania Johnson will throw out the first pitch coming up on Saturday at the baseball game against Liberty at 4 o'clock. The entire women's team will be there on hand, so go out, say congratulations to them, get your picture taken, give a high five, a fist bump. Uh, And then on Sunday, the selection show watch party. One of my favorite things to see is teams huddled around looking at a TV to see first if they're in and second, who they're going to play. ECU knows they're in. They're going to see the opponent, and everybody is going to light up and cheer as that airs on ESPN. Um, You can attend that event. It's free, open to the public. Doors open at 730. Fans can park in the Burt Family Premium Lot. Uh, That's at the Town Bank Tower. Um, and we'll see where ECU is going, who they will be playing. The latest bracketology I saw had East Carolina playing North Carolina in Chapel Hill uh, in the women's tournament, which will be something as a 13 seed. Let's see if they've updated that at all. Uh, it's still showing ECU North Carolina in South Carolina's bracket. I said I want South Carolina. Give me the Gamecocks. Uh, so that is what it has uh, as far as bracketology goes so ecu would open with north carolina in chapel hill beat them and carmichael and then play and then play the buffs of colorado or cleveland state okay 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 so i'm excited man. how much fun would ecu north carolina be i'm curious to see what the ticket allotment is for ecu how many fans would go uh what the atmosphere would be like so no, I definitely hope it's something within driving range. And I don't know if the NCAA tries to do that for NCAA women's basketball or if they just kind of put the seeds to where they, they go. Because originally it did have Memphis there until he right. knocked off the Tigers. So. Woodrow says, we suck at basketball. I had hoped we would would improve against Houston from the game the other day, but no, somehow we managed to get worse. That was a pathetic game. 
Woodrow, Woodrow. are you, what are you seven talking? hours old? Have you watched? Do you know anything about basketball? About ECU basketball? What were you expecting? You what did you think was going to happen today as a twenty-two point underdog? You think this game was worse than the game they played in Menji's? Are you drunk? Stupid? What are the other options? Joking. Joking. Are you joking? Are you joshing me? Are you yanking my chain right now? Woodrow, it can't be a real name. Woodrow. Woodrow Chase Bradwell. Braswell. Braswell. <laughs> Put some respect on his name, please. Yeah. He's a cousin of Garrick. This guy, this <laughs> this profile looks fake. Although he is wearing he a is ECU wearing hat. ECU hat. Yeah. There was a guy in the Zoom press conference guy? with a red suit on and an American hat. Like how red? Like bright red. I don't know if he's like. And by suit, you mean like jacket and pants? Yeah. Like a, Can I see him? He just walked on and off the camera. So if he comes <laughs> back again, I'll, I'll pull it up. Mr. American. Maybe he's maybe he's the uh, Power Six mascot. Woodrow says, "Yeah, we have always sucked." I was hopeful. I mean, like what? Do you, what did you expect? You're not. You're speaking to the choir. Do you ever listen to this show? I've watched more basketball games than turds you've taken in your life. <laughs> I don't know what you're getting at here. Like, what's your point? All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Brian North will join us. We have a show to do. Oh, that's I, right. I got to get out of this jersey. I go. Thanks for joining us yesterday and today. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen I go. Had a blast. Yeah, it was fun. We'll uh, see you out at Clark LeClaire this weekend. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, yeah, tonight uh, in a little while. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Shirley Rhodes, Chan Man, Clip Brock, Woodrow on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Brian North joins us when we return after this. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, get rid of unwanted hair and under eye fat pads? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar MediSpa for a free consultation and ask about our newest technologies and treatments. Learn more at BeautyBarMediSpa.com. Red Banks Road, Greenville. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in your very own backyard. You can take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Oh, my goodness. A marathon couple of days here at Pirate Radio. Watch along yesterday for ECU's victory. 
over USF, a three-hour tour on Pirate Radio Live, followed up with a watch-along last night for a championship ECU women cutting down the nets in Fort Worth. They are headed to the NCAA tournament. And then we were back with you at 1 o'clock today to see ECU take on Houston and the Pirates. Great first half, put up a fight, just too many turnovers, not enough shooting, and Houston's really good. All that combined uh, to a Houston victory today as they advance and the ECU season comes to an end. So much going on. We'll talk about it all now with Brian North, who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. North, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Clippy. How are you? Doing good. Uh, Brian, uh, what do, you, do you remember Sharon Baldwin's t- uh, tenors team winning and Jasmine Young, LaCoya Terry, that team going to the tournament, I guess, what, 16 yeah. years ago now? Yeah, yeah. Seems like yesterday. But yeah, I remember that team very well. And uh, Sharon Baldwin tenor was always great. I remember her being pregnant most of the time she was a head coach. <laughs> Uh, she was like joe well this is a ref joe's wife on family guy is always pregnant yeah, yeah that was yeah. <laughs> so yeah those were good times and it's been and before that it was a struggle so i mean it's, it's been intermittent but um nice to see it happening again for the ec women's team no doubt and uh bracketology is not gospel uh joe lenardi on the men's side tries to project it as close as he can and on the women's side i looked at it on espn brian how about it's got 13 seeded east carolina headed up the road to chapel hill to face number four north carolina uh in the first round that would that would be cool uh, just because there would be an atmosphere there i think you'd have some purple and gold there in uh, carmichael and i think with the ncaa women's tournament and their committee they they think about that they think where they can sell tickets and get great atmosphere because they're still trying to get their product into the upper echelons of fandom. So uh, it's been pushed for a lot of years, and so if they can create those great atmospheres, uh, that kind of helps sell their product a little bit more. And it would be awesome, too. Kennedy Todd Williams that plays at UNC, she's a Jacksonville native, so there would be another local tie there. So, no, it would be really cool. I-, I love seeing these regional rivalries when it comes to the NCAA tournament, especially if they haven't played during the regular season. ECU picked last in the uh, conference by the coaches, and – uh kim mcneil says uh no we're gonna win it all so congratulations to the women they'll be uh let's see uh entering i read this earlier but for folks just tuned in so friday night coming up tonight uh they will be uh, in the walter and marie williams athletic hall of fame in Minji's. You, they'll arrive there around 7 30 folks can go and uh welcome them Back to Greenville. Kim McNeil, Sania Johnson throwing out the first pitch Saturday. The team will be at the game. And then Sunday, I love this, Brian, when the teams huddle around and see who they're going to face. On uh, You get that live reaction on Selection Sunday. Uh, we're going to be doing that here in Greenville, and folks can go out yeah. and see that at the Town Bank Tower. So this is, uh, I mean, look, winning is fun, and I love to see East Carolina on a bracket. It is very few and far between. It never happens on the men's side, rare on the women's side. So uh, it's a big deal. It's fun. It's usually spring football and ECU baseball is what yep. we're talking about this time of year. So this is nice to have something else in there. And look, the crowds have started responding. I always say when it comes to uh, ECU women's athletics and they want more coverage, I say, well, show me the fans showing up there. And they've started really showing up in pretty good numbers historically uh, for ECU. So there's some interest with this team and how they play. They play an exciting style. Amaya Joyner doesn't hurt having a local kid who's having a great year, living up to her top 100 recruit status. So uh, it's good. And so, yes, people love winners, and, and you like to see them jump on the bandwagon. And this is pretty cool. And, 
And I, I think the EC women's team will allow anybody on the bandwagon that wants to jump on at this point. Brian, speaking of local products, and uh, I'm trying to remember a name. Shirley can't quite get to it either. She knows who I'm talking about. Do you remember the center that played for ECU? And I believe she was on those teams that went to the tournament that went to Aiden Grifton. Oh, man. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. I can't come up with the name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Help me out, somebody. Yeah. I'll send a text out to somebody over at, at, that was at ECU at that time. There you go. I usually am good with that. One. I know. I'm talking about but that one. That one's slipping me a little. Yeah, this yeah. one is is in the weeds. But if anybody can get a local name, it would be Brian Norris. So this one is escaping us all right now. Try Sheree to Mills. Sheree Mills. It was Sheree Mills. I knew. I knew the second. I uh, the second I'd see that name, I knew it. Thank you, Shirley. There it is. Uh, yeah, she was. Uh, uh, she she uh, held down that lane pretty good. Yeah, she was a good product that stayed home, and that was nice. So, yeah, that's it, Sheree Mills. And that was one of those moments, too, where when you're talking men's and women's basketball, if it was men's, I would have said, you remember the big man? But do you say big woman? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not up to uh, snuff on my terms. I believe it's just, yeah, a post player. Right? Yeah, uh, that's why I said center. I just left it at that. <laughs> Brian North joining us. Uh, how about Mike Schwartz winning a conference tournament game in his first year? Brian, uh, a team that beat him twice in the regular season, and they go out and uh, knock off USF, slow start, and then really just took over and controlled the uh, remainder of the game. Well, that was just felt like one they were going to win simply because they were beaten twice by South Florida. Those were games they were in. Uh, and they just, you know, things didn't break their way. And I just kind of felt like, you know, they always say it's hard to beat a team three times. That's the scenario they're talking about. When you play two close ones, it feels like the team that lost both of those games figures out a way, and that's kind of what ECU did. So uh, good for them, and uh, good. Another little nice feather in Mike Schwartz for uh, Cap in his first year here as he tries to build the program and doing things the right way. And these are just little building blocks that they can put out there when they're recruiting. So. Now, that was, it was nice to see them at least get one win in the AAC tournament. And, man, he is fun to watch on the sidelines, North. He is in his defensive stance the entire game. He's shuffling his feet. <laughs> he's in a uh, good position. And, uh, man, he, he's fighting with the team over there on the on the court. I've always wanted to take those coaches who are doing that, who are acting <laughs> like they're playing, and actually put them all together in a game that they actually can <laughs> can play as intense as they yeah. on the sideline. Hey, D, come D up this guy, coach. Let's see what you got. <laughs> I just think they'd like wear out in a hurry or come up with some sort of a injury or something. They're good in a in a in a stance there in their little box, but get them out there uh, 90 feet on the floor. I'm curious if they, if they continue to play that good sideline defense like they like to do. Brian North joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. You've got uh, ACC tournament going on north and You've got, uh, first of all, North Carolina is out of the ACC tournament. Are they out of the NCAA tournament? Uh, everybody you look at that follows this stuff says they're probably on the wrong side of the bubble. Yeah. I, you know, I don't follow the brackets closely. You'd have to see how many other teams are getting upsets. I always say this. It comes down to the other tournament and teams that have a good NCAA tournament resume not getting the automatic bid and somebody who wouldn't get in stealing that spot. So you have to look at how many of those spots get stolen, and then you start stacking up the people on the bubble. So, look, North Carolina, I think it could go either way, and, and I think anybody who's looking at it from an objective standpoint would, would be fine with it either way. They don't get in because they didn't really have many great wins this year. They did get in. Well, they had enough, uh, and, and obviously other people didn't do quite enough job uh, to get in there. But I, I think they're kind of right there, and I think it kind of depends on what else happens. 
and that whole ACC tournament, you know, as much as we talked about how crazy this year is and all the anybody can beat anybody, the top four seeds advance. So yeah. there you go. It always happens when we talk about big upsets could happen and it's chalk at the ACC tournament going into the semifinals. Big win for Clemson last night. NC State uh, pounded Virginia Tech on Wednesday night. Clemson needed a win. They beat State three times this year. State kind of safely in. We'll see what happens with the Clemson Tigers as uh, they have a big one coming up tonight. And then, Brian, you've got um, Virginia uh, still alive. Duke playing better than just about anybody right now. They're actually a favorite against uh, Miami tonight. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. I think that's based on a couple of things. It's based on how hot they are right now. I think it's based on history and Duke uh, being good in the ACC tournament and playing your home in Greensboro. So I think those are kind of all those factors that has the betting public uh, thinking that Duke uh, could easily win this thing. But it's based on, a lot of it's based on history, right? Duke always seems to play well when it comes to ACC tournament time. So I think everybody just kind of looks at the names left. Uh, Miami just never quickens the pulse. Even when they're good, they just never quicken the pulse. Clemson is never there. Uh, UVA, they're young, uh, but hasn't been playing great down the stretch. So, uh, look, I just think that's probably where the betting public is looking at that in Vegas is looking at that when picking the, the favorites on those deals. Brian North joining us, getting ready for the madness next Friday. We'll have wall-to-wall NCAA tournament coverage here on Pirate Radio. Same for next Thursday, so no Pirate Radio Live coming up on Thursday and Friday. Hope you enjoy the action. And uh, a couple of my favorite days of the year, Brian, I go back and forth on it. Is it, you know, that first uh, – I guess it'll be week two college football, week one of the NFL. Uh, when you get that full first football weekend, that's awesome. Yeah. But man, it's hard to beat uh, next Thursday, Friday. It, it's great for just as many games as there are, and it's it's like going to a buffet, right? You're just looking at everything, and it all looks good. I, I really think that the better quality games are the following weekend, the Sweet 16 games. Yeah. That's when you you can really focus in on a little bit better. You know, you can focus in on the main courses instead of a. Uh, all these different other things that are tempting you. But, no, look, you can't go wrong either way. It's a lot of fun, and it's um, it's just that time of year where you get to see teams you don't always see, and you get to have some upsets that uh, that, that get you all excited. And uh, we, we love the underdog in America, so we'll jump on some Cinderella bandwagons here at some point. Yeah, who will it be this year? There certainly will be at least one. There is every year, and can't wait to uh, check it out this year. You can hear the action here on Pirate Radio, starting with the first four coming up on Tuesday. Brian North joining us. Uh, North got some Pirate baseball going on this weekend. Kind of an odd midweek. East Carolina needs extra innings to beat Queens as they have a pitcher that throws 139 pitches the other night. Uh, quiets the Pirate bats, and they're finally able to break through in the 10th inning, and they come back and uh, get a win, midweek win over Elon. So it was kind of shaky. They're out there in their powder purple uniforms, and a lot of folks were mad about that, mad about the the score, and it turns out, well, they win both games, and, and everybody's happy. I never knew ECU was such a fashion um, snobbish uh fan base like it is uh, the, you know the the tutorial advice that the ecu fans give out to their teams is amazing to me sometimes and i've seen these fans i, I don't know where they're getting their, their uh <laughs> from so uh and look me either I, I don't dress that well so but i'm not the one uh, commenting on it but some of these fans are like well, who are you to tell people how to dress well let's hear your take brian what do you think of the powder purples a, a nice alternative i wouldn't want them to be there yeah uniform but a nice alternative and and guess what they're marketing and selling some shirts and they're going to make some money and so that's kind of the point of the whole deal as well 
If the point was eyeballs and talk and being polarizing, then point made. Uh, I had a lot of folks talking one way or the other. So, yeah, yeah. Brian North joining us. Brian, what you got planned for the weekend? Uh, back on the four-year-old birthday party circuit for a day, and uh, got my buddy in town. We're trying to finish up this house here. He's doing all the work. I'm just kind of telling him nice job along the way, and so yeah, doing a little supervising. Yeah, I'm a great supervisor. <laughs> Eva coming up soon, so I'm just uh, trying to take advantage of him while he's here. And um, and so, yeah, just kind of an industrial birthday party basketball weekend. North, good stuff. Thanks for joining us, man. Enjoy your weekend. And we'll uh, – no Friday show, so we might uh, talk to you a couple weeks from now. Okay. All right. So whenever you see me, Clippy, you know. Thank you, North. Appreciate it, man. There he is Brian North joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. All right, we'll update you on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck when we Dub return. Uh, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here on a Friday. We got Name That Sound coming up. More on the uh, ECU women and the Buck scoreboard when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Dickinson Avenue Public House is a lively and diverse restaurant in Greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients with influences of Creole, Asian, and upscale Southern cuisine. The Dickinson Avenue Public House offers a seasonally rotating menu and a full-service bar with rotating craft brews on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy Dollar Oysters on Tuesday through Thursday from 5.30 to 7. For more details, check out daphousenc.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, Cincinnati and Temple on the court now in Fort Worth. Temple, an early 5-2 to two lead. Weird year for the Owls. Bad non-conference. Pretty good in league play, finishing 10-8. and eight. They are the 5 seed taking on the 4th seed, Cincinnati Bearcats, who, once again, pretty good, but also could lose a game uh, where they had a double-digit lead in Minji's, as we saw on a magical night in Greenville earlier this season. Temple, so... Temple. Uh, Temple also knocking off Houston this year. So yeah. it kind of adds to the weird year for Temple. At Houston? At Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so 5-2 to two right now. That score on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Ohio State is in the locker room with a halftime lead over Michigan State, 33-24. to 24. UAB is up 18-2. to two. Jelly Walker, 10 points already for the Blazers. They are beating North Texas, who's coming into the American – and who uh, is a good basketball team 26 and 6 16 and 4 but they're down 16 already uh, about ha- they have two points with 10:42 left to go in the first half it's kind of what we saw last night in uh, the women's game as ECU had two points after the first quarter but uh, the defense never stopped Shirley do we have any Kim McNeil from last night the only one was uh that I can <coughs> find so far has been the one that uh uh, right after the game. Yeah, all right. That's what I want. Okay, here uh, it is. Let's hear that. Coach, to watch your team take this in, the celebrations, what's going through your mind right now? They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. Coach. 
Chandler and I got excited when we heard that last night. Yeah, that you can was... see that on uh, YouTube or Facebook. You can see literally see us smiling, and then <laughs> I was just sitting there enjoying it, and then you got hype, and then I got hype. <laughs> um, I mean, we said if we can, you know, we kind of regretted saying, hey, if ECU makes it to the championship game, we'll be here for you <laughs> at 930 for a watch along. We were not feeling it. It didn't look good in the first quarter after ECU only put up a couple of points. Uh, after one but it was all worth it at the end thank you to kim mcneil the players for making it fun last night and thank you to the folks that hung out with us we had some weird conversations yeah it was pirate radio after dark weird topics it was a very very weird show but it was hilarious and fun and uh that is because of you folks out there who hung out with us so again um now what's next well the women's tournament starts the first round Sunday and Monday. Of next I'm sorry. week? Starts f- Friday and Saturday. So that'll be the round one. And we'll see how it conflicts with other things if we can be here for a watch along. Yes, because I would love to have another one. If they play Friday, we're in. Well, my game plan. Your game plan? My game plan is. If the bracketology is correct and they are projecting the possibility of East Carolina taking on North Carolina in Chapel Hill, I'm going yeah, to make a push to go yeah. to the game and be there for that. I, I, th- I would I think very there, much like to do that. I think there is efforts uh, from upper management here at Pirate Radio to get some feet on the ground, if that is the case, if the Pirates do go to Chapel Hill. I'm all, oh, that would be awesome. And uh, yeah, if we can't, like next Friday would be a uh, perfect day or night to uh, do a watch along for ECU Women's Hoops. Absolutely. So, uh, but we'll see. We'll find out Sunday night. So the men's selection show, six o'clock, and then the women's selection show. I believe starts at 7 30. Or, no, that's when the, everybody's going to start gathering is about 7.30. Yeah. The selection so it's probably show, 8. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, folks can be a part of the selection show celebration coming up Sunday. Town Bank Tower, doors open at 7.30. Uh, I've always wanted to be a part of one of those shows. One of those people in the background cheering as the team sees their seed. Well, what's really cool is is that uh, this is the third time in program history for ECU women um, to go to the NCAA tournament, and I've been lucky enough to be at the other one, uh, the 07 one, when we had uh, the uh, watch party, and that one was held in the Murphy Center. And uh, I got to talk to Sharon Baldwin Tenor once they announced who they were having to play. And unfortunately, that year they they kind of got a tough draw because they had to face Rutgers and see Vivian Stringer, who is a Hall of Fame uh, head basketball coach. They ended up winning the entire thing that year. Actually, I was wrong on that. I think well, they lost in the championship. Who was the name? C. Vivian Stringer what, was the name for East of the Carolina. Because I was actually Sharon thinking, Baldwin Tenor. That was, was the, the head coach. coach. Okay. She was the head coach at the time. Earlier, I was thinking about uh, the 07 year and yeah. who the head coach was. I yeah. wasn't sure. Tennessee lo- uh, beat Rutgers early. Okay, but I they was, did play for the championship. Yeah, they were correct? in the championship. Okay. Yeah. All right, and uh, so yeah, I, I, it was. I was. I had it in my head that Rutgers won that year. Probably but, because I said they did. Um, but uh, first you know, time I've ever been wrong about anything. The only difference between the two teams, if you're if 
and I say I hate to use the word comparison because they were two completely different teams. Uh, with uh, Sharon Baldwin Tenner's uh, team, they went on a run. They just got hot at the right moment right. because uh, you know they kind of had a, a decent season, but you know not. I would say you know like you know like the fires type season but they went into the conference tournament and they got hot and they just ran the table and shocked everybody that year and that was a lot of fun to watch and uh, of course be there for the watch party the difference between that team and this team is is that kim mcneil's team has been consistent all year long 20 wins is nothing to sneeze at as far as uh, having a successful season. Yeah, and uh, I I even tweeted out on my personal uh, Twitter, you know, uh, clip. uh, I think you were with me a couple of times that uh, when we called uh, Kim McNeil's first, uh, I want to say it was the first year and maybe her second year that she was here, I did play-by-play. I can't remember if you were with me then or not, or if I just did it by myself. I don't believe so. Okay, so I probably did it by myself, but I had uh, a chance to do some play-by-play when Kim was here, uh, when she first took over the program. And the one thing that I noticed was is that, and you know, we talked about it. Her her mentality of the defense and how she wanted her program to be, how she wanted her players to be. And I knew that there was something there that we had not seen before. Not necessarily that, you know, defense first, because you see that a lot in basketball. But it was just something about the way she was coaching these teams that was just different. And I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but I knew that we were going to see some success. I just didn't know when it was going to happen. I didn't know if it was going to take a couple years, four or five years, how long it was going to be. But we were going to see the fruits of that labor. And, uh, you know, the two things that she needed was uh, a couple more shooters and some depth on that bench. She got both, and you see what happened. We need a couple more shooters still. (laughs) No, no, no. I agree with that. We still do. But she's got a team that bought in and really worked hard. Uh, on that defensive side. I mean, uh, she talked about Danae McNeil coming back and being more focused, and she really wanted to to improve on the defensive side of the ball, and she did and walked away with the defensive player of the year for the conference. And when you have players with that type of mentality and then players with the talents of Danae McNeil from a shooting standpoint, when you've got uh, an Amaya Joyner, when you've got a Micah, uh, Dennis, who can shoot it from downtown, when you got a Sania Johnson who could do just about anything uh, on the court, you get a couple more players like that, add to it. And, that, you know, from what I understand, some of the players that she's got coming down the pipeline for next year, if she can keep this team intact and then uh, add a couple more, I, you know, I. I can't help but think that there is a potential there to see us go dancing a lot more frequently. All right. So in 2007, last time the women made the tournament, we said they lost to the runner-up, eventual runner-up Rutgers. What seed do you think ECU was in that tournament? So what seed do you think Rutgers was? I think Rutgers was either the one or three seed. Okay. They were four. Okay. I thought they would have been higher as well. I, would I thought, thought it was a one sixteen matchup. I, I really did because so, they were very good that year. ECU was a 13 seed that year. They are projected to be a 13 seed again this year. Okay. I just hope the game this year is closer than the one 16 years ago. Oh, no. That was a blowout 
77 to 34. Yeah, it was bad. (laughs) I I do remember that. I was like, well, at least they're going to go to the... At that time, I thought, they're going to win it all. And they just about did. So, uh, at least they lost to a team that that played for a chance for a championship. I, you know, I, I think this team has a real shot to make a run. Man. A uh, real shot. Going to be a lot of fun to uh, see where they go, who they play, and uh, what the result will be. We'll be covering it, and we'll be covering everything this weekend. Another uh, the, the busy days roll on. we got Pirate Baseball coming up. Uh, the team coming back into town. Also, the softball team is in action this weekend. Yeah, throw that on. Uh, the celebration's going on with the team coming up, throwing out the first pitch. They'll be at the baseball game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the watch party coming up on Sunday. All right, Temple is out early on Cincinnati, up 14-6 to as they play. 13-30 left to go first half in Fort Worth. And we'll see Michigan State and Ohio State still at the half. Ohio State up by nine. And Jelly Walker has 14. UAB has 22. North Texas has five. North Texas has five points in 13 minutes. Ooh. Yikes. Who are they playing? Uh, UAB in Ooh. the semifinal of the Conference USA tournament. All right, let's take a break. Those scores on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Buck. It is free beer Friday. We got some beer to give away mm-hmm. to you, and we'll uh, do that in hour number three. We got Name That Sound coming up hour two. We got Tony Dunn coming up. We'll uh, talk a little hoops and football when we return. Pirate Radio Live rolls on after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Christie's Pub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink. Located in the heart of Greenville and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. Come and have lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 or Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4. For the latest information, check Christie's out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or Christie'sEuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint today at Christie's Europub. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Temple off to a good start. They lead Cincinnati in the first half. Tennessee up three against Missouri in the first half. And Ohio State Michigan, 18 minutes left to go in that one. And Ohio State has a seven-point lead on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard as we roll on on a conference tournament Friday. You've got some semifinals today. Some quarterfinals, you'll have some semis and titles on Saturday and then championships Sunday before the selection show. Tony Dunn joining us. Not a huge college hoops guy, but uh, Tony, if you could come by here, or maybe you could do it digitally, probably. Um, Maybe if you come out to AJ's Wednesday night, you can fill out your bracket and put it on the wall and your chance to win a tiebreakers gift card. If you remember, I made uh, the final two a couple of years ago and i think it was ellerby's son that beat me hunter the year he won yep 
Yeah. So you uh, know your stuff. Oh, I'm so informed. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, yeah, uh, get ready. It is an exciting time of year. Tony has been following everything going on in the NFL. And uh, I'm glad that you're here today because I want to ask you about the Lamar Jackson situation. So he has been franchised by the Ravens, correct? Uh, yes, not non-exclusive franchise tag. <laughs> All right, so I didn't know there were different franchise tags. Yeah, so uh, this is the one that people don't use uh, very often. You never see used with a quarterback. And that this allows... Um, other teams to make offers and negotiate with him and if he comes to terms with the team on contractually then that team also has is obligated to give two first round picks as compensation uh, to the Baltimore Ravens does the offer have to be more than what the Ravens offered is there any like well they get an opportunity to match it okay yeah right so is that um so then it's a bidding war yeah and in this case what's been pretty funny about this is that immediately four or five teams that all need a quarterback four or five teams that you think would be very interested in a guy like lamar jackson uh the four or five teams that were interested in deshaun watson just the last year immediately said we're not interested in lamar jackson and some people, I, th- I thought this was pretty cool, is they said, we're not doing your legwork for you, uh, Baltimore. You just want us to push the price down, and if he comes to terms with us, then you swoop in <laughs> and you give a, and you just match that deal. Hmm. Uh, but now what is the collusion side of this thing that people are talking about? So the collusion part is that it looks like teams who – would be very interested in this uh, type of player yeah have been so publicly and quickly yeah have been so quick to say why we have nothing right why have they said that yeah, yeah i think it's because the well i know it's because the nfl is not colluding against lamar jackson what they're colluding against is the the fully guaranteed contract for nfl quarterbacks the deshaun watson contract right and what this does is this poses a couple of problems to to teams number one is like the immediate things that everybody know knows and that is look it's a lot of money the other thing is that these owners have a there's a rule still in place and some people want to change it or are calling for the owners to change it and that is uh whatever guaranteed money that they give to someone has to be put in a escrow account so if they guarantee $20 million to this linebacker, $40 million to this person, there is some sort of account somewhere that has that money that has to be there, even though they get to pay it over, like, say, a five-year period of time. This was an old lo- a rule that was put in place because they were worried what happens if an owner, you know, in the 60s or the 70s couldn't pay the bills and what does it do to the other owners? Do they get left holding the bag? So that's one reason they don't want to do it because some some of these guys don't have that liquid cash to say, man, I'm a, I just got $250 million to just put over here in the corner uh, for the next five years. Uh, another thing is, is that like, is look, is these, when these contracts are so big for these quarterbacks, if they're fully guaranteed, it's really hard to do a lot of things around the salary cap with that is like you're sink sinking a lot of costs in one player <clears throat> it prevents flexibility yeah. uh, for acquiring free agents once you get that player and then the last thing that you know the most immediate answer to these questions is um 
they there's a, there's more risk you know is that what if this person gets hurt in this case well, especially th- in this particular right area right in this case too so i think all of those apply but i think there's something more bigger at stake here and that is that the owners the fully guaranteed contract particularly with a quarterback because they're the most important player on the team it, it gives more leverage in the negotiation process to the player and so in this case what happens if lamar jackson doesn't get hurt gets plays remarkably well and then in year three of his contract says man jared goff just got paid yeah. this Kirk Cousins getting paid this, and it comes back to the Aaron Rodgers moment. Do you remember when Aaron Rodgers added that to go where it had or was calling for? Oh, yeah. He had to be the highest paid guy. Yeah, it was like every time somebody got paid more, they were allowed to renegotiate the contract. Yeah, he gets $1 more than the uh, highest paid guy. Yeah, and so I think what this does is is like what happens if these these players – say you know what i'm not gonna i'm gonna sit out until we renegotiate this contract and then you look at the guy again like you're saying clip is that he's not only you're worried about those injuries but he's already shown to a certain extent that he's willing to push the limits of these negotiations to do that so he's not afraid and soft in doing that and there's two things that stick (laughs) out about that number one is that a lot of people were referencing how few games he's played. A lot of people said he nursed that injury last year. Because oh, yeah. Even uh, I remember Sammy Watkins, his teammate, was yeah. kind of beating around the bush on it. Yeah, and so that kind of – that indicates to you that he's, he's you know, has the wherewithal to – or at least the, the stones to put himself first in those moments. He's an interesting case himself because he has the injury history. He also has been an MVP. Yes. So, like, you know, you're somewhere in the middle there, but you know how great he can be. You know how fragile he can be. And then the wild card component about this is that Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. His mom and himself are representing. Yeah. And a lot of people have said that this is a mistake. What this, uh, if Because he doesn't have an agent, he is letting other people shape the narrative. They're dropping all of these these like uh i guess leaks everywhere that are helping the nfl and arguably you could say maybe an agent would have said look they can non-exclusive tag this is some of the things that could happen and maybe he's not as prepared but i think again the contrary and i am is i think it's kind of necessary for lamar jackson to have his mother or himself represent him be their agent because this is pushing so hard against the what the group of the NFL is. You need an outsider almost to be representative of you. I think drain it, the swamp. Yeah, <laughs> I really think it is like that because what would an agent say is like, look, Labar, is I know that this is you want, but there's 180 million guaranteed right here. Yeah, it's 70 million less guaranteed, but you can make that up. You can sign another contract, and then I think those agents too have to think like man i'm going to be working with these gms in the future beyond lamar i don't want to just burn every single Mm -hmm. bridge scorched earth to get this done so i think that you kind of this is probably what it's going to take if lamar wins this contractual negotiation is him to just hand a contract over that says this lamar jackson owed 240 million dollars (laughs) period sign 
Thank you for explaining that, Tony. I appreciate You're welcome. that. I've been thinking a lot about it. I know. You told me uh, Wednesday night, and I was like, okay, perfect. Save it for Friday, uh, because I have not followed it at all. There's one other thing, and I guess that's the question is, should our teams do it? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's right. like, I mean, we both have teams. We need them. We both have teams. Well, though. didn't you say the other night, that's what you wanted? You said, Yeah, I'm ready. I just say do it. Yeah. We went all in, we being Washington, on uh, RG3 years ago. Worked out for... One year. One year. One glorious year. Won the division. How uh, much did that cost you? Um, I mean... What was it? Like I forget the details. Well, of the it. Rams got what two first-rounders, a bunch of picks. I don't remember exactly. But the Rams... I uh, ended up, you know, getting some pieces for eventually becoming a good team. Yeah. I just wonder, too, is that is it that devastating to lose next year's first-round pick? It would right. be for us because then I can't have the draft party. It's going to be the most boring watch-along. But like you said, with Lamar, you're picking at war, at best like 15, you would hope? You know, like, Yeah, yeah. And then on top of that is, yeah, like let's just get him a good piece in the second and let's go. But it's really the money. Is like, are you going to be able to operate? Um, other news in the NFL. Let's do a little uh, trivia, Chandler. This player has retired. This player in 2019 had an NFL record for most consecutive 100-yard receiving games. Had eight 100-yard games to start the 2018 season. Two-time Pro Bowl receiver in the NFC North. Who was that receiver? Adam Thielen? Of course it is, Chandler. That's why you're a sports guy. He retired? He retired? He's done. So they released him and he said, all right, I'll just retire. Oh, wait. He he got released. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. I was like, geez. <laughs> I'm ready to retire this Dang, man, Tony. You're a dumbass. Hey, whoa. You're a dumbass. I was about to say, that's quick news. Because <laughs> they, he just released him. It, it was so sad yeah, that he got he released. Yeah, he was like, screw this. Uh, folks, update. Adam Thielen has unretired. <laughs> and could play for your team this year. I thought you were talking about Devin McCourty. He put a Tom like, Brady. He's back. I was Devin, like, Devin McCourty was... Uh, plays defense. Yeah. I uh, know, but he did just retire. I so apologize. he was talking about the... Oh, you apologize my, more. My, uh, I'm very, very sorry. <laughs> hey, uh, what's that app? <laughs> I need to write an apology. Let's do it. Uh, write an apology about uh, trying to retire Adam Thielen unnecessarily. Okay. And let's see if this works. What does it do? Dear Adam, I'm writing this letter to apologize for my behavior and trying to retire Adam Thielen unnecessarily. I realize that my actions were not only inappropriate but also insensitive and disrespectful towards Adam Thielen and his career. I understand that Adam Thielen is value, a value member of, a, of the team and his contributions have been instrumental in our success. It was wrong for me to suggest he should retire and I understand how my comments could have been hurtful and demoralizing. Please know I take full responsibility for my actions and understand the gravity of my mistake. I want to assure you that it was not my intention to cause any harm or ill will towards anyone. I deeply regret my actions and would like to extend my sincere apologies to Adam Thielen, the entire team, for any distress or inconvenience that this may have caused. Moving forward, I pledge to be more mindful of my words and actions and to work towards creating a more positive and respectful environment for anyone. Once again, I'm truly sorry for my behavior and any negative impact it may have had. Sincerely, Clip, Clip Rock. Rock. Yep. 
What is that? I need that. That is good stuff. No, it's not. It's terrible. And Tony and I have talked about it, and I hate it. Write a haiku about pirate radio and retire retirement. All right, let's see what let's we got, Chandler. Retirement's peaceful. Oh wait, pirate waves re- rebel. Retirement's peaceful solace. Silent airwaves still. Haiku. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, the robots have taken over. Man. Yeah, I mean it's it's Terminator Two stuff. <laughs> yeah, T1, that is insane. If you look behind you, T One Thousand is going to be on a motorcycle tonight, coming after you. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you what. As a kid. How old were we when that came out, Tony? About that 10, was 90, 12? probably 94. 93. I think it was earlier. Let's look at it up. Look no up. way, that was look 1991. We got to look at it up. So this is uh, my wheelhouse, so let's talk about this. Terminator 2 came out in 1991. Oh, okay. So we were 10. T-1000 with like the... Uh, when they like shoot him in the face, the milk carton. Oh God, the milk carton. Yeah, that stuff uh, that freaked me out, man. The oh, out of the finger. That yeah. was one of the first uh, rated R movies. I think I saw Major League before that, but Terminator Two, one of the first rated R movies I, I saw. I think you know what is. I bet you Major League is more impor- inappropriate than Definitely. Terminator Two. Yeah, but uh, and him coming out of the floor. Dude, T-1000. Dude, it was great. When you go all-time movie villains, he's got to be up there. Yeah, it was kind of hard to ever look at him again. That actor? Yeah. Robert Patrick, and, I think and, his name And is. then he's been like, what? Uh, like, now he's like a cop in NCIS or something like that. Oh, or yeah. one of the... Oh, you got a yeah from Sherlock. Nice. All right. Uh, why were we talking about that? Oh, yeah. The robots have taken yeah. over. That is an app. What's it called, Tony? Chatbot GB, GPT Chatbot and uh, yeah, it's not an app. Is, you guys uh, just well, I just use the you gotta go to the browser. Oh, okay. It's and tough, but I can like here. Uh, and now every time Tony puts out something, you you question it. Yeah, because he's using that thing. And, and help you know, me write a proposal for my boss, uh, Jonathan Ellerby, about how we can uh, extend our reach in advertising and sales by uh, making more cold calls. Okay, so is this for Chandler? Yeah. Dear Jonathan, I'm writing uh, I'm writing to propose a plan that I believe can help us extend our reach in advertising and sales. The plan involves me making more cold calls to potential customers, which will allow us to establish new relationships, generate leads. Okay, I, I don't want to hear all this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow, that's Point B. Yeah, it's pretty Dude, good. Do one for me. All right, yeah, what, what does Shirley want? What do you want to do? Uh, <laughs> Shirley, write your... Um, Resignation to Pirate Radio? Yes, yes. Listen to that <laughs> one. Do that, Tony. Anything you... Give me a couple, like, one or two specifics you'd love to highlight. Like, she, you don't... She's t- She doesn't like the work environment and her coworkers. Okay. Okay, there we go. Can so, you put our names... Do you like, want it to have a mean tone or good tone? Mean. Or, mean. Mean tone. All right. She's tired of clipping Chandler, um, if you could... I am like... I have built a bridge and gotten over it. I'm loving this segment. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. I want to write a curt resignation letter uh, to Pirate Radio, um, highlighting you know the the problems with the culture of the employees, um, toxic work environment, a toxic work environment, and uh, the lack of respect, respect, 
and not enough wings over Greenville. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's hear Shirley's res, uh, resignation letter to Pirate Radio before we take a break. Uh, dear Pirate Radio team, it's with a heavy heart that I submit my resignation for my position as blank. I've enjoyed my time working at Pirate Radio and appreciate the opportunities that were given to me during my tenure. However, I've decided that it's time for me to move on and pursue other opportunities. I want to take this opportunity to highlight some issues that I believe need to be addressed at Pirate Radio. (laughs) The culture among employees is toxic and there's a lack of respect and professionalism in the workplace. This has created an environment that is not conducive to productivity or growth. Additionally, I believe there's a lack of investment in the development of employees. I've personally experienced this and I know that employees feel the same way. It is important to invest in the development of employees to ensure that they're able to grow and contribute to the success of the organization. Finally, and perhaps most importantly, there are not enough wings over Greenville. This may seem like a trivial matter, but it seems, but it speaks to a larger issue of neglecting the needs and wants of employees. It is important to listen to employees to address their concerns and desires, no matter how small they seem. I hope that my feedback will be taken constructively and used to improve the culture and working conditions at Pirate Radio. Yeah, I wish the company and my former colleagues all the best in their endeavors. You know wow! the scary That is nuts. That is you know insane. the scary part about that is that that is something I would write. That's yeah. that's the it frightening part of it. Uh, if you want me to text it to you, I will. <laughs> yeah, whenever you need that one, Tony's got it for you. All right, let's take a break. Um Tony, um you wanna stick around for a little name that sound? How long? Oh, how long you got? Till about uh, 10 till 5. Oh, yeah. You can play at least one round with us. All right. So, uh, Tony will be studio audience. And if Chandler and I don't know the answer. Guest picker. He he can jump in. Yeah, he's our guest, a celebrity guest picker. Uh, We'll have that and uh, a little more NFL talk. Tony Dunn back with you after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by country mart country mart is open every day and has two locations in bethel on highway 11 and in stokes on highway 903 country mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline now back to the show Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt here. Tony Dunn, before we get to Name That Sound, Tony, I asked you if there were any... used to follow the combine pretty closely closer than you do now um do you remember a combine where you watched the player and said i want that guy based almost solely off of his combine performance yes i have i like and it's probably the one that taught me probably not to do that and that's kevin white kevin white west virginia receiver yeah he just was a physical specimen. I mean, he was so like he looked like a Terminator. And speaking of Terminators, at you, that moment, you were not alone in that because the Bears drafted him top ten, maybe top five, like six overall, something like that. And just injuries, whatever it was, just never, uh, never panned I'm trying out. Trying to think of who else could have been. Usually, it's you were a girly man, but that was because yeah. of his Georgia career, not yeah. really the combine. Yeah, and from around here. Yeah. So, 
That would be the closest. Keen Mitchell, good showing in the events he participated in. What did he run? What was his 40 time? Four, three, nine. <laughs> uh, type it into your little app there and no, find it out. It doesn't huh? do like instant stuff. <laughs> it like, has to have a rep- rapport with the internet. Um, in the events he competed in, he was top three in all of them. Uh, among running backs, four three seven. He had the fastest ten yard split, one four eight. He had the highest vertical jump, which probably doesn't matter, uh, and a ten six broad jump. But he was like top three, and he didn't do a few of the uh, drills. But I think uh, I don't think he hurt his stock. I'll say that. So good luck to Keith Mitchell. All right, um, anything else football wise before we move on? Uh, let's see, Aaron Rodgers. I guess we'll still be waiting to see. That's what they're saying. I still think, man, the Dolphins, man, the Dolphins would be so perfect for him. What are you saying about Tua? Well, they don't believe in Tua. I mean, he might be they do one believe concussion in Tua. away from destruction, they feel like, and they're built to win right now. So. Can we joke about that stuff now? Like, could I bring up Billy Bob from um, Not Another Teen Movie? Remember they had a uh, on the scoreboard, they counted his concussions. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't think we can joke about that now. Well, you can't about the movie, but not like, the yeah. Billy Bob, you got one more concussion before it's all over. <laughs> hey, I had a tab on the scoreboard. By the way, they did pick up to us uh, option in his contract. Yeah, I mean, well, that's smart. Look how awesome they were when he he was playing like an MVP with those receivers. Yeah, he was. So he was. I don't know. I, Aaron Rodgers on the Jets. Everybody that talks about it that I hear says the Jets are one piece away. Are they really that good around? I think that I agree with you. Is that they? I know they're better. Yeah, their defense is pretty good, but they like really relying on Sauce Gardner continuing to be this. They're right. I think that it's a little bit of like the Jets have been so bad for so long. They like, show a little oh sign God, of life. Look at this team. Yeah. We can win the Super Bowl tomorrow. They have a coach that looks like he could beat up your entire yeah. posse. Yeah. Uh, so they were excited. just trying to fire Salah just at the beginning of the season, basically. Exactly. And maybe it's a New York thing, too, because the Giants, and the Giants actually did win a lot of games, but a lot of hype right now with them and Daniel Jones and everything. Yeah. So maybe everything's overhyped a little tad. Uh, one Panther news thing, right. and that is that they they released the Xavier Woods. The, yeah, the fake cat killer. Oh. My favorite, one of my favorite stories in NFL history. So he pretended to kill his girlfriend's cat. Or yeah. yeah, he stuffed her laptop into a Pillow like a pillowcase, and then said, "This is." Ne- this is Snuggles or whoever. <laughs> this is Pickles. Hey, this is Pickles. Smash! And then the funny part is, is you wonder would she have been more upset? She's like, dang it, it was the laptop. I mean, but did you actually break my laptop? Yeah, like, no. Could you not have put a shoebox in there? Or uh, all right, so they released him. No more yeah. fake cat killers on the Panthers dang roster. It. He was really released, not fake released. Uh, he did. Or did he retire? He did not retire. He did not retire. I'd okay. like to apologize for that. Uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to write an apology for fake killing your cat. <laughs> there all was right. one. There was one retirement announcement today. Devin McCourty. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned that he. Um, Twin brother was with the Patriots. Was he with the Patriots for his whole career? He was with, been, one of them was with the Titans at one point. Okay. There were twin brothers. Yeah. 
Devin McCourty, uh, after 13 seasons, three Super Bowls. Nice. So there you go. Uh, turning 36 in August. Also saw sad news. Udonis Haslam is retiring after this season. No way. Yep. So Man. everybody my age is done in sports. I love an athlete that stayed with his one team for his whole career. Oh, He's you're such I'm, a purist. I love it. I, it. It makes me feel good. It warms my sports Kobe heart. Kobe being with the Lakers for 20 years. Jeter with the Yankees. Chipper with the Marine. Yep. Not a Rod. Uh, <laughs> who's the best? Uh, Ryan Zimmerman. Who's with your? The now here's a good one, Tony. Your Panthers Mount Rushmore includes a lot of guys that played for multiple teams. So I think I know the answer to this. Who's the Panther? Your favorite Panther that played his entire career with the Panthers? I know Chandler's answer. Mm, favorite because you like cam you like right. julius peppers yep. you like smitty all those it's guys it's gonna be luke yep, yep. it's gotta be right yep. luke yeah. and then mine currently right now is probably jj jansen yeah <laughs> soft spot for them. i mean you couldn't even go john casey with that he went he to started the, with a new yeah and then or did he he was with the saints right yeah uh i thought he was drafted by the panthers and then went okay. to the saints so, so he wouldn't even count that's an interesting question though because a lot of our favorites played for multiple teams in their career. Yeah. I mean, there's not many players that just play with one Like Jake DeLome, you can't use him? Nope. Yeah. Masin Muhammad, can't use nah. him? Greg Olson, can't use him? Nope. There you go. Uh, Sam Mills, What about can't use him. maybe uh, Mike Minter? Hmm. Or Rucker, Mike Rucker? I think those two. Oh, I got one for you. Charles Johnson. All right. Oh, that is a good one. What was his uh, Randy Watson? Uh, yeah. What is that? Why is that his Twitter name? I think it's from like from, one what, of the movie Friday movies or something. Uh, 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 Mike Mentor, good example, Tony. Nice. I, thought about, I thought about Jay Stu, but he played for the Giants to end his career. Yep. Shirley, it's time for Name That Sound. Come on in. Sit right down, take a guess, and name that sound, turn that frown upside down, because it's time for Name That Sound. Now, here's the host of Name That Sound, Miss Shirley Rose. Thank you, thank you, and welcome in, everyone, to this week's edition of Name That Sound. The game is easy. That is a creepy sound. Thank you, Clip Brock. Name that sound. I don't want to. Jiggle cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) you're correct. Game is easy. Chandler. How do you play it? And Owen. It's easy. I play a sound. You have to guess what it is. It can be anything from pop culture, and it comes from a wide range of places, things, objects, animals, you name it. If it makes a sound, it's on the board. Chandler, your record currently is? 0 and 5. 0 and 6. I've lost count. It might be 6. I think it's 0 and 6. Yeah. I like that name that sound has become such a staple on Pirate Radio Live. That you've got its own folder, Tony. If uh, if you know it, please do not say it immediately. This okay. Chandler and I are competing against one another. Uh, but if we don't know it, we will we'll go to you to see if you know it. You're kind of uh, in studio audience slash 
celebrity guest tiebreaker celebrity picker well if me or clip cannot get the sound and we we'll tap say, out we'll say hey well let's go to the audience well lucky lucky for you you're the only what if i have. beat chandler what do i get brandon manning did that last week you get whatever is in this envelope oh no <laughs> i already took it out <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Oops. all right charlotte we, here we got, go. let's get going all right here we go round one um galaga you are correct sir boom Sorry, sorry, Junior. That's all right, Pops. <clears throat> all right, here we go. Next sound. Did you know that, Tony? Oh, Drake. That is. No, I, I need the name of the song. Uh, ring, uh, bling, bling, bling. Oh, a hotline bling. Man. You are correct. Drake, and I got that. Jesus. You suck. I, I, literally, <laughs> I literally just logged it up to you. Chandler is the, what is it? He's he the Luigi DeBoe of, yes. uh, of this game. The he, he stocked into my Malone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I don't even, folks, I don't even listen to Drake, but Chandler's over there going bling, 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 and <laughs> I knew the name. All right, the, This is how every game starts, though. The Chandler's going to make a comeback. Oh, whatever. Here we go. Next one. Lion King. Incorrect. That is a that is a Broadway musical of some sort. Cats. You are incorrect. Uh, Hamilton. You are correct. Thank you for helping me out with that, Chandler. <laughs> that would be king george from the hamilton now why would you say a broadway show and then not start naming them i i don't know because he doesn't know any of them (laughs) because he's owen you just like giving me the answers hey see if you Chandler, i'm trying to help you son i know you should have you're trying to help me and i'm helping cliff you should have two you should be winning right now (laughs) but how about see if you can just lob me up every one and i'll run the table all right. Jeez, oh, right. now this game is really taking a turn. All right, next sound. Do it. Just do it. Do it. Well, I, I'm thinking of um, Ben Stiller in a movie. You are incorrect. Do it. Do it. Just do it. Nike. <laughs> no, it's not Nike. Phil Knight. Do you know this, Tony? One more time. Do it. Just do it. Tom Cruise. Nope. Do it. Just Shall I play it again? Yeah. It. All right, here we go. Man do on the ledge. Just do it. Nope. Um, Chandler. Say it. Do it again. Do it. Do it. Just do it. I'm uh, I'm tapping out. So Chandler. One more time. It's on you. Do it. Just do it. I don't know. It's Mel Gibson at the top of that building when he's trying to talk that guy off the ledge. You're so off. <laughs> Give me that so voice off. Off. Do me a favor. Give me Brittany. Or get me Whitney. <laughs> nope. Give him negative one points now. <laughs> you are off. Look, we are fatigued I'm mentally tired. and physically. You are, you are fatigued. I will let that slide. I'm literally like Brandon Johnson, RJ Feldman, yeah. and Ezra Asar at the free throw line. Yeah. Do it. Four minutes. Just do it. Probably one. one of the more mem- memeable things that happened in recent years. I, I, that I, is Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Booth, uh, Buff, uh, his just do 
it speech okay. on the internet. Yeah. Yep. I, I probably All right. I like okay. him too. I need to go. Uh, Eric was correct. Well done, Eric. All right. Here we go. Last sound for round one. I dump your ass. Uh, mean Girls. Incorrect. Uh, I wait. dump your ass. Um, forgetting Sarah Marshall or no. is it Kristen Bell? No, it is okay. not. It sounded like her. Yeah. I don't get this. I one. dump your ass. Um, Anne Hathaway. Incorrect. Oh yeah, is it? Is it? Can I ask if it's the movie we're trying to name, or uh, are we trying to name the actress, or what are we doing? Uh, I will take either, either the actress or uh, the name of the series. Okay, Buffy, I the, dump your Buffy ass. the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> no. Oh, that's Shirley's Vampire Diaries. I dump your ass. Negative. Are we just naming vampire stuff now? Dracula. Uh, Chandler. Series. Do it again. I dump your ass. Anna Kendrick's. Incorrect. Dang it. All right. Tapping Everybody out. tapping out? Yeah. Give me Whitney. Uh, I have nothing. Nothing. Probably the greatest line for one of my favorite shows. And Clip, I'm surprised you didn't get it. That was the actress was Millie Bobby Brown from uh, Stranger, uh, Stranger Things, Things when she mm. dumps Mike at the mall. You know what? The greatest line she ever said. I, only, I dump your ass. <laughs> yeah, I only saw like the first season of that. She That actress sounds so old, which I guess she is older. Than, She's older now. Yeah, yeah, so I was not thinking of her, certainly. All right, we are on to round two. We'll go halfway through this round, and we'll take a quick break. How about that? All right. All right, here we go. Next sound. What's the score? Three nothing. Uh, three nothing. Clip in the lead. Yikes. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Okay. That, bro, I know this one. Is I know this it one. It sounds like Seth Myers. Can I play it again, please? Yeah. I'm about yeah. to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music Ron in the Gosling. late 90s. Incorrect. I'm looking for, it's a movie. Incredibles. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit Tony did to music in the late 90s. to say it so bad. Do it again. Okay, hold on. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the 90s. Would it make you feel better if you write, wrote it down? I can't hear the sound. Oh, no, I know it. Clip. He can't hear the sound because you're busy talking. Uh-huh. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Yeah, that's what's affecting Chandler in this game. Me. Um... Oh, okay. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. I think I got it. Can I hear it one more time? Sure. One more time. Because I'm not. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Show me Deadpool. You are correct, yes. sir. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I was like, who is this actor? And then it clicked. Never seen it. Oh, my goodness. I know. Yeah. He ain't seen nothing. <laughs> you have <laughs> got to watch That's that. So Deadpool good. really it's like is the good. only good uh It had everything movie. I have ever wanted in a movie, it is all a in a movie. raunchy comedy. Very raunchy. And I love every second of it. All yeah. right, here we go. Next sound, then we'll take a quick break. Cinemax. Showtime. Incorrect. Sounds very 80s. Yeah, I'm thinking 80s TV series. You are in the wrong decade. 90s? Well, it's got to be 90s then. Nope, it's not a 90s thing. Oh, we're going way back. 
This is in the 2000s. Star Search. 2000s? Oh, you are correct. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right, I'll play it one more time. Uh, I thought oh. you said I was correct. <laughs> I thought so, too. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 2000s. American Idol. Um... It is not a television show. Okay. It's uh, America Online. America. Nope. I'm out. Yeah. Chandler? Chandler? Nothing. Nope. Nothing? That is the sound of probably the most popular game that was played in the 2000s, Pokemon Go. Yeah. Uh, yeah Ever been to Pokemon. This. Yeah, that was after our time. Chandler, you're like anime. We found out yesterday. You a Pokemon? You seem like a Pokemon. Wow. Are you being serious? <laughs> well, I mean, it's probably your generation. It yeah. is, but no, definitely not. Not into All it. All right, one more, one more, and then we'll then we'll break. I promise. Here we go. The high end community. The high end community is a very tight. I cannot possibly betray the confidentiality of my bios. Oh, I I think. Did, did, did not the entire history of the world or something like this is some of shirley's comedy stuff here no it's not like I mean, monty not, python no it's not oh, a monty python that's thing what i thought it would have been yeah no let me play it one more time the high-end community is a very tight i cannot possibly betray what, the of, confidentiality uh, Harry of Potter. my bias <laughs> no it is a movie. I will tell you that. Like um, Prince's Bride or something. Mm-mm. I'm trying to get in Shirley's brain here. I'll play it one more time. The high-end community is a very <laughs> I cannot possibly betray the confidentiality of my buyers. Buyers. Um... Okay. Um, oh, okay. Would you like I a hint? Is it animated? No. Okay. Would you like a hint? Yes. It is a Marvel movie. A Marvel movie? Flash. <laughs> nice. A, that's DC. B, has there been a movie? Uh, Not yet. Movies. It's coming out. All right. Green Lantern. I'm going to guess also DC. Again, DC. So I'll say uh, we've already done Iron Man. Uh, how about Captain America? Incorrect. All right, I'm out. Uh, Iron Man. Or you just said Iron Man. Um, it can't be Black Panther. Nope, that is incorrect. No, that would be do, um, wrong. Marvel. It's a Marvel movie. Not Spider Man. Let's do. Uh, ooh, uh, we can hear you in your whisper. <laughs> is it Fantastic Four? Oh, uh, uh, incorrect. Guardians of the Galaxy. It is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It's Yondu. If you know who Yondu is, the guy that's blue faced. Okay. Once again, you have to get into my head. I'm a big Marvel fan. In your head. In your head. Let's take head. a quick break. We are halfway through. This is a slaughter. Clip is up for nothing. Chandler. He may need some more caffeine before this is all said and done so we can get him. Get the the juices flowing for the last half of this game. We'll be back in a few minutes for the remainder of Name That Sound. Stay tuned.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, grab your amigos and join Chick- uh, Chico's for their 40th anniversary party tomorrow from 1 until 6 p.m. That's Saturday, March 11th. There'll be live music and entertainment from the Purple School Bus and DJ Dog in the Chico's parking lot. It's the biggest fiesta of the year, and it's absolutely free. So make your plans now to be at Chico's on Saturday, March 11th, starting at 1 o'clock. And congratulations to Chico's on 40 years in business. Now let's head back into PR. L. Clip and Chandler in the middle of Name That Sound. Let's get back to the game. Yep, let's get back to the game as uh, we are halfway through. Clip in the lead with a score of four to nothing. Chandler looking to rally. So let's get started. Here is your next sound. Breaking bad. Make that five nothing clip in the league. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. I recognize that. All right, here's your last sound for round two. You are the man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Shall I play it again? Yeah. Can you can you make out what's what's being said? That one was kind of iffy. I thought I heard thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, so the the audio says you are the man, and then the answer is thank you, thank you very much. Okay. Let's see if you can recognize where this comes from. You are the man. Thank you. Thank you very much. You are the man. Shall I tell you? Here's a hint. It is a movie from the 90s. You are the man! Thank you. Thank you very much. 16 Candles. That's from the 80s. White Girls or Joanna Man or something? No, you're not even close. Okay. Shall I tell you? Okay, so here's an additional clue. It is an action movie from the 90s. You are the man! Thank you. I don't know. Tapping out? Die Hard. Yeah, I'm tapping out. Die Hard. Good guess. It is incorrect. This is... You are the man! Thank you. Thank you very much. When one ECU alum named Sandra Bullock drove a bus... Oh, speed. ...and jumped the gap in the bridge... Is that her saying thank you? Yep. Oh, Wow. Good pull, Shirley. Yeah. So. Speed. Speed, which was a great movie, by the way, if you've never seen it. I like Chandler, speed. have you seen Speed? Of course, what, what do you think? That would be no, yes. and we really need to educate you on movies. I love that killing in the 90s. Me. Speed was a great movie. Okay, here we go. Last round. Molly Cyrus. Chandler is finally on the board. And I'll even... Well, no, I can't do that. Attaboy, Jen. Do you know the song? Uh, We like the party. That is not... That's not the name of the song, though. It does have... We like the party. Dancing with Molly. Doing whatever we want. 
song. Uh. This is our house. And, th- and we can't <laughs> stop. And we won't stop. That's it. That's it. We can't stop. That's can't the one. Stop. All right. Here we go. Next sound. <laughs> At five to one is your score, by I'm the way. I'm in it, baby. I'm in it. Here we go. They could survive a zombie nuclear apocalypse. Zombie land? Incorrect. I'll play it again. They could survive a zombie nuclear apocalypse. Like uh, Duck Dynasty or That's something? That's He got it. Who? He said Duck Chandler. Dynasty. I will give you both a point because yeah. it is from D- Duck Dynasty, yeah. but it is Cy Robertson. All right. So, Uncle Cy. So, six to two is your score. Next sound. Uh, what does the fox say? <laughs> what does the fox say? 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 I don't know how I know that, but I knew that. <laughs> All right, next sound. Scotchy Scott Scott. Oh, Ron Burgundy, Anchorman. You are correct. Eight to two. Child, please. Chandler, you are killing me, son. Child, You're please. N- okay, here I we go. Even, I didn't even hear it that good. Scotchy Scott Scott. Yeah, see, I hear it now. Mm. All right. Last sound of this round, and we have a bonus sound. Uh oh. Okay, I know. Adam Sandler, Saturday Night Live. Incorrect. Uh oh. I've definitely heard this. Do it again. Uh oh. <laughs> Is it like it's a the pig? most annoying sound in the world to me? Is it a commercial? No. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. I don't, I, I don't know what it is. Here's a hint. It's a children's television show. Rugrats? No. Uh-oh. SpongeBob? No. Uh, Peppa Pig? No. George? No. Uh-oh. I was talking about Peppa Pig. Um, Bananas? I got nothing. In pajamas? It's the uh, no. Yo Gabba Gabba. Nope. It is... Mickey Mouse Club. Paw Patrol. No. <laughs> It was the television show was the only one that ever got my oldest nephew to sit still long enough for 30 minutes. The stinking Teletubbies. Uh, Tinky oh. Winky. Uh-oh. I was, Hated uh, that show I was with a, a big passion. Hated Uh-oh. it. You didn't know Tinky Winky? Uh, considering I haven't watched Teletubbies <laughs> in 23 years, yes. Okay. God, I hated that show. All right, here we go. Bonus sound worth... For the win, baby. Ch- Chandler's got a winky tinky. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing. Okay. Uh, That's true. Shirley doesn't. <laughs> All right, here's your bonus sound. Oh, what is that? That's uh, Mario. Pac-Man. Incorrect. Um, Think early game. Uh, tet- Tetris. Nope. Donkey Kong. I think we already did that. Pong. You are close, but incorrect. Frogger. 
Nope. So is this... You're in the same decade era. Yeah. I don't know what the uh, those old games are called. This was a game I played a lot. <sighs> Mrs. Pac-Man. Nope. Chandler? Do it again. I'm going to get... Non-gender specific Pac-Man. <laughs> anybody got that on youtube transitioning pac-man nope <laughs> <laughs> i don't know no i said pong which is what eric said no it is close to pong but incorrect it's in the pong, like pong? family all right i'm out is it um chandler ain't gonna get this is it star galactica <laughs> I've got Shirley sick. Is it no. a, like an Atari game? It is Brick Breaker. It was not an Atari game. So you move your thing, yes, and it uh, bounces and hits the bricks. It, it hits the bricks and it bounces up what and down. That That's on? why you said when I said when you said Pong, I said you yeah. were in the same area, yeah. but it was not. I remember. So what did you play it on? You played it on an Apple computer, the early oh, Apple computers. Okay. Uh, that rings a bell. I feel like there was like learning, um, huh, Word Chomper, and do you remember that stuff? I don't know. I, I don't, think I don't Word Chomp, it, that sounds familiar, but I don't recall what gaming. It was on a computer, I want to yeah. say, but anyway. But it, uh, I played it on the very, well, very early Apple computer version. When we return, we do have a starting lineup for ECU baseball on the opening day of the Liberty Series. Chandler, we got one hour to go. We can make it. I could fall asleep right now. Eight to two was your final score. If you were to say Chandler, if you were to say Chandler, go lay on that couch back there in uh, the other room. I would probably fall asleep in like a minute. We should do a contest so you could fall asleep the fastest. I, I would love that contest because I would even love to lose. All right. We're back with you. Morgan Aylers, Mark Greenhelge, and Free Beer Friday after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates tiebreakers in greenville at bell's fork and in downtown winterville on railroad street now let's head back in to prl here's clip all righty back with you on pirate radio live you want a nice refreshing alternative from bud light so we got for you today some bud light seltzer the apple slices variety pack including cranberry apple crisp apple strawberry apple and peach mango apple we'll give that away coming up in this hour also greeny mark greenheld get us up to date on what's going on in the golf world host the golf shop radio show and it's clemson tigers big win last night they're basically in the tournament right now playing for their tournament lives they need to keep winning and hope they can be on the right side of the bubble and they'll have a 
big challenge tonight against Virginia. All right, right now we'll head out uh, to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to Morgan Aylers. He joins us today on Pirate Radio Live. Uh, hello, Morgan. Hey, Clip. Good to be here with you on this uh, beautiful Friday evening. I was in a rush when I picked up tiebreakers earlier today to get here for the watch along for ECU and Houston, but Morgan was part of the celebrity, local celebrity triangle inside of tiebreakers today uh, with Mike Mullis at one table with Malcolm Gray, Jonathan Ellerby doing business at another table, and then Morgan uh, and I saw other Ehlers uh, family members there as the uh, you guys had it on lockdown today at tiebreakers. Yeah, it was a good crowd there watching the Pirates play, and you know it was it was an uphill battle right from you know knowing going into the the game was against the number one team in the country with Houston. And, uh, you know, kudos to Coach Schwartz and staff. They they got everything I think they could have gotten out of the Pirates. They really threw Houston off a little bit, but you know, good first year for Coach Schwartz and staff and the players if they can keep everybody there and bring in a piece or two. They uh, might make a little bit of noise next year. They're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Morgan. I mean, 15 and 16 overall, certainly not a, a great year. But all things considered, uh, you look at the history of ECU basketball, first-year coach, Newton and, and Suggs and some guys you counted on last year gone. Uh, I think you got to be at least content, if not pretty pleased, as to what you saw from the basketball team this year. at ECU winning 12 games, so you could say they exceeded my expectations. They beat some good teams like Cincinnati, Tulane, and Toledo. Lost to some bad teams like South Carolina State, among others. But I think all things considered, very optimistic about... I like the coach here, more. I'll say that. I love watching him during games. He's in his defensive stance. Um, he, he backs up his guys. Uh, he shows great respect to the opponent. I think we got uh, the right guy here, Morgan. Uh, I do, too. I think they've got a really good staff in place. Uh, I like the philosophy that they're trying to instill in this team, that you know, you're going to be a hard-nosed, blue-collar defensive team, and your offense is going to come out of that. And, uh, you know, I think what we've got to do, and we've got to find that one or two missing pieces to the puzzle, whether it's Devon Small coming back next year, you know, uh, you got to keep. Like I said, I really think that core. You got to, Coach Houston said it with football. You've got to recruit your players to stay here now, and uh, I think they're going to have to do that. I wouldn't shock to see one or two players leave and have him bring in one or two players. Then maybe we we not on the radar yet. Maybe some transfers at the end of the season. But we got to get those shooters, and that, I think that was the big key today. Defensively, I thought we played Houston pretty well. I mean, yeah, that's some good shots off, but. Houston's obviously a tremendously talented team offensively and defensively. But uh, if we've got to get that, those one or two guys that, you know, the other team's got to say, okay, when they get the ball, you better get on them because they're going to do something with it. And if we can do that and still maintain this offensive defensive philosophy and intensity, I think, uh, I think we might have something with East Carolina's men's basketball program. The rebounding was excellent today from ECU, especially considering what happened the last time these two teams met in Menji's Coliseum. So you saw some positive signs there. And even yesterday in the win over South Florida, a team you lost to twice during the regular season, uh, you got killed by Harris uh, at the guard position and the big man to Chua inside. Well, Harris still got his yesterday, but they made it tough on him. Uh, and part of that is Jaden Walker playing uh, other than Caleb LeCount who played on Harris earlier this year and then a lot more Luigi DeBow minutes uh, cleaning up on the inside so you cut, you saw those coaching adjustments work out 
certainly yesterday in the win, but even today, Morgan, with the way uh, the Pirates rebounded. Yeah, they did a really good job. They did a good job of boxing out yeah. and, and attacking the glass. And You know, I remember many years ago, I remember listening to an interview with Dennis Rodman, who, you know, some could say maybe was the, one of the greatest rebounders to ever play the game. And everybody thought he was such a, you know, he was, and he was, and probably still is a wackadoodle uh, in person. But from a, from a basketball standpoint, I remember him talking about how he used to watch film on opposing teams and seeing where their guys like to shoot it and watching and charting where the ball would rebound to. And there's a science to it because I mean, you're talking about a guy that was rebounding, you know, at times 12, 13, 14 rebounds a game. You know, that was just, that was what he did. He just attacked the glass. And, uh, you know, I think that East Carolina today, I think they did a good job of knowing where the, the shots were, going, were, were coming from and finding out where those balls were going. And, uh, you know, Ezra did a great job. What did he have, 19 today or something like this? He, you know, he just did a tremendous job. And, you know, his, he's got tremendous upside. His moves, when he does a little spin move down offensively for the Pirates, you know, it's just fun to watch. And, uh, you know, I'm excited. I think this team, you know, again, if they stay together and, and stay the course, could have a really special season next year. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Shirley, when Amaya Joyner had her rebound record in the tournament, was that 19 rebounds earlier this week? That's correct. Ezra, 19 rebounds today, AAC men's tournament record. How about that? Two freshmen, one man, uh, one on the women's team, having tournament records for rebounds, and both freshmen. And on that note, Morgan, how about Kim McNeil's Pirates cutting down the nets? They are heading to the big dance. That was... uh, Awesome to see that celebration last night as Kim McNeil gets it done, a turnaround with this ECU women's program, and uh, they got more basketball to play. Yeah, congratulations to the Lady Pirates, you know, getting out there. They've had a a very magical season, a special season. It's one of those teams that they'll remember, you know, Pirates remember that for a long time to come. And, you know, they're going to have a good run in the tournament. Just with, unfortunately for East Carolina, depending on where they get seated, you know, it's going to really depend on if they're going to be able to advance. If they go in there and, uh, you know, get get put into a bracket with some traditional powerhouses, they might struggle a little bit. Last night they played a Houston team that I thought matched up. Obviously, you go three overtimes at home the last time they played, and the Pirates came out a winner. Last night they matched up incredibly well with each other. They're, they're all both about the same size. The, the positions matched up well. And I think the Pirates just outgrinded them in both games. And, you know, uh, I'm just excited for that team and see where they end up. And uh, March Madness, they're still dancing in, in Lady Pirate basketball land. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan, uh, good performance by Keaton Mitchell at the Combine. Didn't have the Chris Johnson eye-popping 4-2-4, but uh, ran the third fastest 40 among running backs. Was, I think, top 15, top 20 overall and did very well among running backs in the other drills he competed in so i don't know i've been saying he certainly didn't hurt himself you, you think he helped himself with what he did last weekend i thought keaton uh went in there and i'm not gonna say like you said if he hurt himself i don't think he did he did all the drills competed uh, you know and got to meet a lot of teams that's the big part of the combine yes you you do the testing and you do the the, the skills drills but Let's get real about it. When you're running a running back, you, you get handed the ball three times on three different drills. They're watching it. They're videoing it. They're not going to make that decision if, if you, you know, maybe a, a miss a cut or slip. 
based on your future. They've got a year, two years of film, three years of film. They've got practice film they look at. They talk to the coaches. They see what's going on. But I think what the big key with the combine is you get to meet with the coaches, you get to meet with the players, you know, the, the scouts and the administration, that kind of thing, for a solid week. And, uh, you know, that's what that all-star circuit does, and they do the same thing at the combine. And it will continue coming up in the pro day on the 28th. Uh, I think the Pirates are going to have a really good uh, pro day uh, coming up on the 28th with everybody going to be there and uh, representatives going to be there, that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a really good day, and I think the Pirates could be well represented. No doubt. Uh, C.J. Johnson was in Indianapolis, unable to perform in any of the drills, but like you said, was able to talk to teams, get his face out there, get teams to get to know him. Uh, Morgan, have you heard anything? You think he'll be able to to be out on the field uh, pro day? Do you know what's going on with C.J. right now? I, I think so. Talking with Holton today, they, they both have been training at, at facilities in Charlotte. And uh, Holton actually, I think, threw with him yesterday. So hopefully he's going to be uh, be able to go, be helping, and be ready to rock and roll come pro day. And, I mean, you've got Isaiah, C.J., Ryan, Keaton, Holton. Uh, you know, you've got you know over half of your offensive team going to be out there yeah. trying to make an NFL roster, make an impression. It's going to like so, seven-on-seven drills with all the guys we got out there. It really will be. And that'll be – I think the week before they'll all start getting together, be back in town, and they'll be doing workouts over there as they start uh, finalizing their preparations for for pro day. So, exciting times for pirate football. No doubt, Morgan Ayler's joining us. Got pirate baseball on the horizon this weekend as ECU takes on Liberty in a three game series. So, a ton going on. Going to be a fun weekend here. And uh, Morgan, what do you got planned for the weekend? Where are you at this weekend? Uh, I am off tonight. Well, I am off tomorrow night. Wow! And we got a we got a busy two or three weeks coming up. So, um, gonna enjoy it. Watch some pirate baseball and watch a lot of basketball and just just chilling. <laughs> it's good to take a breath sometimes, Morgan. So enjoy that. Yeah, it is. Enjoy your weekend off and enjoy the hoops. Uh, we'll talk to you no show next Friday, Morgan. If you can get down here, you are a past champion of the pirate radio bracket challenge so if you could get down here uh and fill out a bracket or maybe get it to us digitally uh we want to get you in the contest again maybe you can win another one come by there and use my incredible knowledge of the the world of baseball to fill out the basketball bracket (laughs) however you i mean it worked for you one time so you know whatever you're doing do it again morgan thanks for joining us Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Y'all have a great weekend. Morgan Aylers joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Let's get a quick check-in on some scores. And Chandler, uh, I would like for you to run down the ECU lineup, if you could do that as well, after I give away these scores on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. Speaking of giveaways, got some Bud Light Seltzer Apple Slices headed your way, the variety pack. Later on this hour, Tennessee you're the only 10 i see tennessee up 58 to 55 late in the game they got eight eight minutes left to go in the sec tournament north texas bouncing back they were down like 22 to 2 now it's 65 to 57 so they're down eight 221 left and jelly walker just hit a three so uh looks like uab is going to win that one uh cincinnati up big on Temple, 66 to 43, as they play 
in the second half seven minutes left to go toledo early lead over ohio i'd like to see toledo make the tournament just so we could say ecu beat a tournament team toledo in the semifinals they're 26 and 6 16 and 2 in the mac east carolina beating them a long long time ago what late november i believe in that tournament down in florida so those are your scores on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. All right, uh, Chandler, you got a baseball lineup for us? Yes, I do. The starting lineup for your ECU Pirates, batting first, the designated hitter, Luke Nowak. Batting second and playing second base, Jacob Starling. Batting third, playing right field, Jacob Jenkins-Coward. Batting fourth, playing first base, Josh Moylan. Batting fifth, the catcher, Justin Wilcoxon. Batting sixth, the shortstop, Joey Barini. Batting seventh, third base, Alec Makarevich, batting eighth, the left fielder, Carter Cunningham, and batting ninth, the center fielder, Riley Johnson. And on the bump for your Pirates, number 45, Trey. Yes, Savage. Yes, Savage. There is your lineup, Pirates and Flames, going at it tonight at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Take us to break, Shirley Rhodes, when we return. We'll talk to Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio t- Show, talk some golf, talk some ACC tournament, some March Madness, and more. And got a giveaway for you. We'll also hear what Mike Schwartz and Ezra Ozar had to say after today's loss, the uh, last game of the season for the Pirates as they fall to the Houston Cougars. So got all that still coming and our Bud Light Seltzer giveaway. That's on tap. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903 and both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas which is the best for boat owners. Country Mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Flip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday conference tournament Friday. And they are going down to the wire in Nashville. Right now, Tennessee has a one-point lead over Missouri. 66-65, 4-16 left to go in the second half. And Missouri is going to go to the free throw line. Cincinnati putting it on Temple, 75-49, to as the Bearcats are going to advance to the semifinals in the AAC. North Texas has battled all the way back. They trail now by just two against UAB, 71-69, 33 seconds left to go in that one in the Conference USA. Toledo, 16-12 over Ohio early in that one in the MAC. So those games going on, a ton of games tonight, and we'll uh, keep you up to date here on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. One game that uh, I know our next guest will be checking out tonight, late night in Greensboro. Is Clemson and Virginia. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show host, joining us on the show. We'll talk some golf, talk some hoops as well. Greeny, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Cliff. How you doing? I'm good. It's uh, Survive and Advance time 
for the Tigers. They obviously needed it last night. They might need another one tonight, but a big win over NC State last night. State cruised over uh, Virginia Tech the previous night. Looked like they might get hot and make a run in this tournament. So uh, Clemson had to have it last night, Greeny, and they got it. Yeah, I've been saying all along to you that I thought they should have been in anyway. And, you know, I, you don't know what to think. I mean, Joe Lenardi this morning in his bubble watch has NC State and Clemson with still work to do. Well, NC State can't do any more work. So I guess that is down to Clemson at this point. So I, I think they're in with that win over NC State. And, you know, I think anything else is gravy at this point. But I guess at this point, if I was going to play one of the teams left, I think Virginia would be the one I would want over Duke and Miami right now. Yeah, Duke-Miami should be good coming up uh, at 7 o'clock. I remember the Hurricanes blasting them uh, down in Coral Gables. But Duke red hot right now, actually the favorite in that one. So uh, two good games coming up tonight in the ACC tournament. And, Greeny, uh, you just hope uh, if Clemson – you want Clemson to win so you can rest a little easier uh friday night saturday night because uh man that bubble and i wouldn't know it as a pirate fan uh, but that bubble can't be a fun place to be heading into selection sunday no and like all like the other thing too all along i've been seeing is that you know they have penn state in as the last team in well clemson was demolished penn state earlier in the year hmm. in the acc big 10 challenge so I don't know what these guys keep looking at. I know it's all become a numbers game, and you have to have these quad one wins and strength of schedule and all this stuff. It's like we've lost the eyeball test anymore. Like, you know, a team finishes third. Yes, the ACC down. They're in the semifinals. To me, that should automatically qualify you, and NC State should be out after getting smoked by Clemson last night. Green, you need to be on one of these selection shows. I love your arguments here. You've, uh, you've turned me. Clemson, put them in. Let's get them in the dance. Yeah. There's no reason why they shouldn't be there. I mean, I think they're capable of beating anybody, but at the same time, we've, we've seen all year that they're capable of losing to anybody. Yeah. Mark Greenhouse Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. We'll be watching his Tigers tonight. Greeny, what are we keeping an eye on this weekend in the golf world? What's, uh, what's going on? Well, we've got the Players' Championship, which is uh, probably behind the PGA Championship, the, the best field in golf. And, uh, you know, it's an elevated event this year. I don't know why or a designated event or whatever we're calling them these days. I mean, it's already considered really the fifth major championship. So everybody comes to play in this thing. It's hard to qualify for it. And uh, it's what we're watching now. They got delayed here this afternoon, had some weather roll through. I think some, uh, some thunderstorms close enough into the area that I think they're shutting it down for the rest of the day. So guys will go back out tomorrow could be good for some people could be bad for others somebody like rory mcelroy who is probably on the outside looking at of the cut has to go back and suffer through four or five more holes tomorrow morning and knowing that he's not going to make the cut unless he does something miraculous other guys maybe get some slightly better conditions coming out first thing in the morning and a guy like scotty scheffler who's kind of in the ball game right now might be able to make a quick move in the morning so but again clip we look at the leaderboard not a whole lot of big names on that leaderboard so those are the guys you look for can somebody come out of nowhere unknown and kind of hang on through the weekend and maybe put it up on sunday mark green Elge golf shop radio show joining us greeny is a real golfer he was a college golfer he golfs now in fact greeny you said earlier today you were on the course i i, I gotta have you ever uh, been into golf video games i asked you that just because i'm on the espn golf page and at the top it has an ad for 
uh, PGA Tour 2K23 and Tiger Woods on the cover there. I remember all the EA Sports Tiger Woods games. I remember as a kid having on my computer like PGA Tour 95 and playing that. Greeny, are you uh, just solely a real golfer? Have you ever been into the video game? Uh, maybe Golden Tee uh, All-Star? What do, you, what do you think? Not a big not a big Golden Tee player. I used to play a lot of video games. When they first came out with uh, Augusta National on the video game, I want to say in 2012, I played that one a lot, but hadn't played a whole lot since then. I am on the golf course right now. I poured in a birdie putt a minute ago while I was talking to you. <laughs> I mean, this guy, a birdie putt mid-interview. Can't beat that. Uh, Greeny, what you got coming up Saturday on the Golf Shop Radio Show? We have, uh, obviously, Bill Bender, so we'll see how the bubble watch is going from the sporting news perspective. We're going to go down to Ponte Verde and talk to Rex Hoggard from Golf Channel. Then next weekend, uh, on Saturday, we're going to be live from the Sage Valley uh, Junior Championship. So we're going to get a little preview of that one. And then we're also going to talk to one of the great golf writers, Ron Green Jr., who just got a Lifetime Achievement Award. So lots of golf, a little bit of hoops tomorrow. Good stuff, Greeny, and um, good luck to your Tigers. No show next Friday because we'll have live wall-to-wall coverage of the NCAA tournament. So who knows? Maybe we'll be uh, airing a Clemson broadcast during our regular chat. So we'll catch up with you in a couple weeks, but hopefully you're able to watch your uh, Tigers play some tournament games next weekend. Will do. Thanks a lot, Cliff. Have a good one. See you. There is Mark Greenhelge on the course as we talk to him today. Golf Shop Radio Show. All right, we got to give some away. Before we do that, uh, Shirley, let's kill two birds with one stone here, if you don't mind. Can we do? Can we peel back the curtain and do a live uh, promo recording for the weekend promo? What do you think? Uh, that'll be great. Can I give you a little bit of breaking news before you do that? I love breaking news. Ian Rappaport just tweeted out that sources are saying that the Chicago Bears are trading the number one overall mm. pick. Get Hold this. on. Hold on. Don't say it. Have you seen it, Chandler? Oh, let's guess the team. Now, this is big breaking news because I, I have no idea what they're talking. So, I'm going to say Colt. Uh, Texans? Colts. Um, um, Titans? No. Have we we haven't named it yet? It's nope. not it's not my team, is it? You would be correct, sir. Whoa! In exchange for big time compensation, including multiple first rounders, what Chicago loads up and lands at number nine, while Carolina can oh draft a future. Hold on, did you see the? Are we getting Jalen Field or Justin Fields? Wait, what? I haven't seen. No. What? Uh, okay, no, you're getting the number one pick. Did Shirley mention the player you're giving up? No. No, it does not mention player. Uh, uh, Adam Schefter mentioned a player. Is it DJ Moore? Yep. DJ Moore? Yep. Are you kidding me? This is Adam Schefter. Um, and so. Are you kidding me? Shefty just. Yes, yeah, Shefty's saying pick number nine, pick number 61, a first round pick in 2024, a second round pick in 2025. That's the compensation update f- from the Bears. And of course, oh, wide receiver DJ Moore. My. Wow. God. What an aggressive move by the Panthers. Holy cow. Two first, two seconds, DJ Moore. Huh. Oh. 
I gotta let you marinate on this one. See, well, I was gonna guess because I just didn't think. I know Scott Fitter says I'm on, I'm in on every deal. I know that we were kind of picking at the number one pick. I just didn't I didn't think it would be us, but I was like, there's no way it's us. And then you said, wow, that was exciting. Thank you for delivering that, is, that to us, Shelly. That Shelley. is live breaking. <laughs> that is live breaking news. Tony, get back in here. Carolina Panthers fan Chandler Honeycutt finds out live on the air that his team has actually moved up to number one in the draft. Holy wow! Cow. You going to CW's draft party this year? I am now. <laughs> I will probably. I, I plan on going anyway. We'll but. know who that pick is probably before then. But man, that's exciting. That number is, one pick. That's awesome. I mean, I hate that DJ Moore is going on to uh, Chicago. But uh, I guess this means that there will be a new quarterback in Carolina. Who will that quarterback be? Now we have that to talk about the rest of the way. Could it be C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young? Could it be Richardson, who's had a great offseason with his his combine numbers? Will Levis is in the mix. So, wow. Yeah. Um, Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is something. The Panthers with the number one overall pick. For the first time since 2011 when they took Cam Newton. That bust. Scam Newton. Yeah. Man. All right. Breaking news. There you go. Good stuff. All right. Can we do the promo now? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So, I'm going to uh, toss y'all some softballs, too. I'm going to say we'll be talking uh, baseball on Monday. And, Chandler, you give me a – yeah, the Delcor Players Lounge. We'll be recapping the weekend. And then I'll say, well, also, be talking some women's hoops. And surely you give me a, we'll tell you who, when, and where the women's team's playing in the NCAA tournament. Something like that. Okay. Cool? All right. All right. Here we go. We'll see if we can swing it. Hey, everyone. Clip Rock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Hope you're having a great weekend, enjoying all the basketball, the Pirate baseball, and softball. We got some big shows. Blah, man. Take two. All right, so I'm saying I'm Dang saying it. I'm saying players lounge. Yep, your players lounge. I'm gonna set you up, Shirley. Your women's uh, tournament, ECU. Hey, folks, Clip Rock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Hope you're having a great weekend, enjoying the hoops, enjoying the ECU athletics. Got a big Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live coming up. We'll talk some ECU baseball, Chandler. We'll go inside the players lounge. We'll talk to Lane Hoover, Jacob Jenkins, Coward, and Josh Moreland. We'll also talk some ECU women's basketball, Shirley. We'll tell you who, where, and when the Lady Pirates are going to play in the NCAA tournament. Join us Monday, 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live, right here on Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. See? Yeah. Well, that's how, that's yeah. how it's done. Two takes. Wish we could have got it on the first, but uh, feel pretty good. Wasn't, wasn't good our job, fault. Chandler. Thank you. Good job, Shirley. I'm still sh- I, I see the Carolina Panthers tweet right now. I'm shaking. Yeah, this is real. This is not make-believe. Wow. Shirley, uh, you want to give away some Bud Light Seltzer Apple Slices Variety Pack, naturally flavored with other natural flavors containing alcohol. Must be 21 plus to consume. Well, now's a good time as ever. All right. What color are you going with? 12. All right, color 12. 317-1250. Wow. Panthers have shipped out DJ Moore. Two first-round picks. Two seconds crazy stuff we'll get uh we'll let chandler take four minutes and digest it see how he feels more to go pirate radio live we'll hear from mike schwartz and ezra ozar as well when we return after this
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back and congratulations to Mark Hall of Winterville is our big winner in Free Beer Friday. Of course, Free Beer Friday is brought to you by Bud Light. Every day, especially game day, is better with an ice-cold Bud Light. You can pick up some today at your favorite retailer, Bud Light, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989 and the official beer of the ECU Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, Erica. By the way, Shirley, I just talked to one John Boy Ellery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Hall's prize is ready to go on the prize table if uh, Chandler could grab that because he is uh, on the way. Yes. Uh, Ellery said there is uh, 24 Bud Light Seltzer Apple Slices and a Chico's gift card that we're going to give to Mark Hall when he walks in. If you could take care of that for me. Chan Man. All right. Uh, Eric, last segment we did our live promo recording. Eric said, I'm predicting a lot of flubbing. Well, like Dan Marino, no flubs. Send it. There was one flub, and it was by me. We had to do take two, but nailed it in 30 seconds. So in your face, Eric. Missouri is closing out Tennessee. Mizzou will advance to the semifinals of the SEC tournament after knocking off the Vols in Nashville on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. Uh, Randolph checking us out. He says, afternoon, guys, on this kind of misty day. Good win for the women's team. The ladies are dancing. Hit those likes. And also said, good show last night. Clip and Chandler, Chandler cheering on the Lady Pirates. We had a blast last night. Very weird show. Very awesome result with Kim McNeil and the Pirates cutting down the nets. We'll find out their fate coming up on Sunday. Who do they play? When do they play? Where do they play? We'll find it all out coming up on Sunday night, and you're invited to go watch it with the team coming up at the Town Bank Tower on Sunday night. All right. Oh, man, he gets a bucket, too? I want that bucket. A Bud Light bucket. That looks cool. What is that? A fanny pack? (laughs) A cooler? Look, Mark's probably not listening. He probably turned to a turn off your station. He doesn't know that it includes the bucket and the cooler. Can I take those home? I'll split it with you, Chandler, and we'll just give Mark the rest of the stuff. All right, uh, Shirley, can we hear some of Mike Schwartz' postgame today as ECU falls to uh, Houston? And uh, valiant effort by the Pirates, especially in the first half and what they were able to do rebounding, sticking with the Cougars uh, offensively. But uh, come up short today. To wrap up their season, here's Mike Schwartz, Ezra Ozar, after the game. Uh, quite simple, just so much respect for Houston's program, for Coach Sampson, their players, their program. Uh, they're the clear standard for this conference, and as they move into uh, you know their championship program in every sense of the word, from top to bottom, and you know uh, whether it be in this conference or the Big Twelve next year, just uh, incredible standard of a program to try and emulate. And uh, they did it again today. Questions, please. We'll start with Chris. Coach, just your thoughts on the job Ezra did today against Houston's front line. 
Yeah, just so proud of Ezra. And you know what? Today was, I think, uh, obviously a great performance in terms of what he did fighting uh, some of the very best front court players in the country. And and as a unit, uh, again, Houston, we know how dynamic they are on the front court scoring, rebounding defense. Uh, but for Ezra to come out and get 19 rebounds, uh, you know, we challenged Ezra midway through conference play to want to become an elite rebounder. And obviously without, you know, we just, it's not shocking to say this is his best rebounding performance. So just so proud of Ezra all season and today. You, your thoughts are going against Cougars front line and your job. You do double double today. Um, it's just, I always prepare for moments like this, you know, um, as soon as I step on the court, you know, I don't, I want to say, but I'm not, I don't fear anybody. You know, I'm, I'm used to playing, you know, competition like that, if not better. So, you know, I just can't prepare and, you know, I just trusted my team, myself, and I definitely trusted my staff and it just brought it out today. Over here to Stephen, please. Coach, when you look at, you held them to their season low scoring percentage, you were tight there with them at halftime. What what was Marcus Sasser and Houston able to do after halftime? Well, you know, we knew, speaking at halftime, how aggressive they would come out both offensively and defensively. So it's one thing to be prepared for it, but with a, a team that hasn't experienced a whole lot of it, to feel it. And, you know, again, you give Houston so much credit with Sasser and with Shed, the way they came out with their defensive intensity. Uh, so, you know, and once the first four or five minutes of that second half went by I thought we adapted a little bit and the game became a little bit more normal for us but that was clearly the difference in the game was the first four to six minutes of that second half because of their intensity and I know it's probably hard to kind of reflect on a season as a whole right now but when you look I mean you guys had the most wins in the American Athletic Conference since this team's been there you won a game in the tournament. What, what do you try to take, you know, just immediately off the season? Uh, two things. Number one is just, and we talked about this in the locker room, just the how much appreciation we have for Dave Kasanganai and Luigi Debo, two seniors that opened their arms to this new coaching staff as we came in just basically a year ago as we tried to build, uh, you know, this vision and this program of what we think this capable of being. So those two guys were the first thought of this season. And then all these guys, Ezra as a freshman and all the guys, whether they were returning players or incoming players to put two feet in where they didn't know where it was going, you know, because the vision was new to everybody. You know, you, you have 15, 16 guys, some of them are freshmen, some are sophomores, some are juniors, but in reality, they're like all freshmen because it's a new start to everything. So that is really the thought is how proud we are as a coaching staff of our players, putting two feet into what we want to accomplish and what we're going to build here. Okay, we have a question on the Zoom. We'll go to Patrick Mason, please. Uh, this, this question's for Ezra. I'm just kind of curious, what, what does it really mean to you to, to be able, like you said, you know, you weren't afraid of anybody and you come out and have a tournament record, 19 rebounds. How do you put that that performance into context? Um, you know, my biggest thing was just playing hard all game. Uh, I was chasing the rebounds. I wasn't, I was doing whatever it took to win. Not, I wasn't just worried about my statistics. Like I was doing whatever it took for my team to win. And obviously grabbing rebounds was one of them. And, you know, um, coach moving to the three. So I just, you know, played my role. I didn't try to do too much. I knew most of my points were probably going to come off of rebounds or steam cuts. And I just stuck to the script. Okay. We'll go next to Steven. I go, please. Coach, y'all, y'all won the battle on the boards, especially in the first half, but obviously the points off turnovers. I know those were kind of the two big keys going into the game. Was that really the, the most frustrating thing at the end of the day, 19 points off turnovers? 
Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, you know, Stephen. It was very clear. Our objective was we had to to even have a chance to be in the game. We had to be able to keep Houston off the glass, and you know, uh, with with the percentage that we were able to hold on defense and the amount of misses there were to to hold them to seven offensive rebounds again, and he was a big part of it. But all our guys fought. We talked about five guys rebounding, and I was proud of our guys with that. Turnovers was another huge key. We knew we needed to take care of the basketball, and it, you know. When you give up 19 points off turnovers, you're not getting shots up. You can't set your defense. Maybe if we could set our defense on just a few of those. And some of those turnovers were baskets, uh, you know, a couple, two drops in transition where that could be two points for us and we just let the ball go out of bounds. But you know what, Stephen? It's because of their relentless pressure. It's their relentless intensity. They put you in those positions, and that's why you give them so much credit. You don't have a huge margin for error, so you definitely can't compound it with turnovers that lead to baskets. Go back. Chris, did you have another? Okay. Then we'll go back on the uh, on the Zoom. Patrick, did you have another? Yeah, yes. Um, I was going to say, for Coach, I mean, I'm not sure how much time you have for moral victories, but I guess how proud of you are this team, of you are this team to, to get a win yesterday and really push Houston as well today. Yeah, you know what, as much as anything is that I really feel we were playing our best basketball down the stretch here in the last maybe two to three weeks and a very difficult stretch when you talk about all the games we had on the road, the opponents that we were playing uh, postseason play to come in yesterday versus a team that had beaten us twice throughout the regular season. We're obviously down Javon Small and down Ben Baiella, so we're pretty thin in terms of rotation and available minutes. So just so proud of our guys to stay with it. We obviously weren't fighting at the end of the regular season for a regular season championship, but if you came to practice every day if you came to any kind of workouts with the guys you would feel like we were fighting for a national championship and they continued that through yesterday through the preparation tonight uh for today's game excuse me last night and just so proud of their approach uh you know as obviously our season comes to an end and so that would be the most thing that we can take some positivity going into the off season okay another from steven as they're kind of hitting a, a similar theme with you, when you kind of look at this this year as a freshman, how much growth you made, how much growth your, your team made from day one to now, like how excited are you for the for the future now? Um, you know, if we start with my team first, you know, I, I really appreciate them encouraging me and pushing me every day to, you know, versus how I started the season. And I trust the coach Swartz. Like, uh, it's kind of emotional because, like, I, a lot of people doubted me and – Without him, honestly, and my 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 son and my family, my coaching staff and my son's mom, like them motivate me every day. And like I just want to, you know, achieve my dream and keep pushing and get better. Ezra Ozar, and you also heard from the head coach of the Pirates, Mike Schwartz, not in the moral victory business, but they're holding their heads up high after this loss to Houston and uh the Pirates finished the season one game under. 500 on the year after losing 60 to 46 all right let's get our final break in we'll come back get ready to wrap it up here and i'm going home and feeding my fat face and going to bed back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. 
Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, it was not a good day for the stock market. It uh, ended on a rough note for the Dow. They dropped 345 points, closed out at 31,909. The Nasdaq was down 199 points at 11,138. The S&P dropped 56 and finished out the week at 3,861. That's your Wells Fargo Advisor Stock Market Report for a personal look into investing. Call 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC. Member SIPC. Now back to the show. Here's Cliff. All right. If my math is right, roughly out of the last 30 hours here on Earth, we have streamed for over 12 hours. Five today. Seven plus yesterday. This is March. When this is uh, this is what we do. Had a lot of fun. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Enjoyed the watch-alongs. Enjoy your weekend with all the hoops, uh, pirate baseball, softball, and everything in between. We will talk to you again Monday, three o'clock. Make sure you follow our social media sites throughout the weekend with updates from the baseball field also regarding ecu women's basketball we passed along a lot of that as well charlie Rhodes, man of chan i am clip rock we'll see you on monday jeff charles take us home have a great night eastern carolina thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation